guys. I'm Jason Drucker from Bumblebee. Of course, have a happy holidays. And uh, peace out from below the belt. Happy, happy holidays! Happy yeah. holidays! Happy holidays! That was awesome! Right. Nice to meet you. Lots, lots of success uh, with Bumble with Bumblebee. I know I'm it's going to Bumblebee. Do, I know it's going to do awesome. Yeah, yeah and, and in your future career, make oh, sure yeah, like when you win an Oscar, you come back on our show and don't forget Let's about see. us. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I love it, man. All right, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for calling in. Shalom, my brother. Shalom. Shalom. The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt in the Mother Effin' House. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas to everybody. This is our third Christmas spectacular and the best Christmas spectacular of all the shows that we did in December. Also, our last show of 2019. And the best show of the year. And probably the best show in the year. And that's because of this. The snacks. <laughs> the snacks. <laughs> we also really like the snacks. The snacks, the eggnog. <laughs> the eggnog. <laughs> we like the nog and the snacks. The Christmas the presents. Christmas yeah. presents. Presents. And yes. let's. And most importantly. Most importantly, Cokie's Christmas uh, cut. It's coming back tonight. Cokie's mm-hmm. Christmas it's cut. That time of year. I just want you guys to know that. These gifts are random as fuck. Okay. What they are? But I love you. And yes, they are. They are always, but they're handy. They're handy gifts. They're just random as fuck. So let's go ahead and introduce <laughs> the Christmas panel, if you will. Starting with, that's right, guys. He's the king of the 80s, representing, seems like, uh, Christmas Vacation. The uh, get up you have today. It looks like it, right? Right. I would say so. He is the one and only, the demotivational speaker, the king of the 80s, Chachi McFly. That's right. My favorite show of the year. I look forward to this for so long. How many of these have we done? Oh, my God. (laughs) Every year. I know, right? We've been on forever. It's been going on forever. You and I go way back. And because of this guy, let's go ahead and introduce him because the integral part of the Christmas show is (laughs) the cracked out Christmas songs. Um, of course, it's crazy that the zoo is the the pinnacle of the Christmas show. <laughs> That's great. That's great. The irony is off the charts, guys. Let's go ahead and introduce, guys. He's a Charlie Sheen of Baltimore. He is also Doctor Lickaletabus. 
with a PhD, <laughs> like a lot of us. He is one and only. His moniker is over here. Just watching him. Just look at you with like, <laughs> you know, just a big grin on his face. <laughs> a seedy little grin. Guys, he is Koki. Thank you. And happy Chang Kwan Zonimus. That's <laughs> all the holidays wrapped up in one, right? So, And let's go ahead and introduce. Yeah. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> you are all. Oh, God. Here she is, guys. She is my sister from another mister. Sister. She is the multi-talented STS Sweet Chocolata, Miss Sabrina Taylor Smith. BTB, hello, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Everyone's looking Merry so Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever. Whatever you celebrate. Happy non holiday for you, Jehovah's Witnesses. You're lame, though. But <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Let's not throw the Jehovah's fan. You know, all right. Uh, all right. The bus all right. Now. Come on, Savvy. That's I'm that's, just going to go knock on religion. some random Jehovah's Witness stores and be like, oh, you don't like this, do you? It's like they knock on the door, like, oh, come join a religion. You can't celebrate Christmas or your birthday. And plus, you got to knock on the door like us. Yeah, but that's, also. That's a tough sell. Um, Who doesn't want to receive presents? I want to knock I mean, on a Jehovah's Witnesses door right? and be like, hey, do you want to join my religion of Saint- <laughs> Satanism? Wow. Do you like that? Well, I mean, even Jesus celebrated his birthday. They, they brought you can presents. have all the presents you want. Come over to the dark side. Sabrina, you brought a friend. <laughs> if you could uh, introduce your friend. If you could My come. friend, we actually go way back. Um, and I did not well, even. He's are you awesome. talking a special guest or are we yes, talking about yes. the guy next to you? Yes, the guy next to me. Okay, he's also I, old school. We go okay, way back. Okay. We met on a random night. I will tell you that story <laughs> off the air one day. Oh, boy. Um, that <laughs> has been random. Scandalous. But we were reunited again when I moved into my new place. And my landlord was like, DJ Marzo is going to show you around. And I was like, I only know one Marzo. What? I also only know one DJ Marzo. What? And that is him. <laughs> Say hi to everybody, man. What's going on? It was hella random, hella random. <laughs> Good to have you here. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So, 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 so Sabrina, let's back up. So is is... The DJ also in real estate, he's showing you a property, is a property no, no, management. No. How did he get to show you the the property? How, how did Actually, that happen? I was building a studio there in the house. Ah. Yeah, right. so, there you go, a little closer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was building a studio in the house, and I finally moved back. I, I left about two years ago, and he sh- he shot me a text. He said, yeah, so Sabrina wants to move in. And so, of course, I have your Facebook attached to my, my contacts, and I saw this uh, Spider-Man logo. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh shit! Oh, yes. Wait, wait a minute, Sabrina, Sabrina. I was like, oh hell yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. So, so, so basically, this how this shows everyone mm-hmm. how small Baltimore really is. Baltimore, right? man, it's it crazy. Really is, right? And Sabrina, yeah. we could segue yeah. to one of the special guests calling in tonight, right? Yes, actually, a very small world. Um, the guy that I, one of the guys I grew up with and went to middle school and high school together with is now starring in the new Wu-Tang series, who what? is going to be our special call-in guest tonight. That's amazing. I believe he goes by Julian now, although yeah. I knew him as Elijah, so I get confused. And I'm like, Elijah! <laughs> and it's not Elijah anymore because well, he's, he's a man. Elijah. He's Julian Elijah Martinez. Martinez. 
Ghost. Yes. So, yes. He's one of the stars of Wu-Tang, an American saga, which is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. We have actually been to a lot of high school parties where we should not have been drinking together. Okay. So. Well, any high school well, you probably shouldn't party, you're not right? to be drinking at all. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> okay. Underage. Yeah, like, I really know. Slow. It's like my parents are out of town and my sister got me this keg. <laughs> that's how that's how high school drinking parties start. Like yeah. my sister's of age, and she got us like this keg. So like we're gonna have a party this weekend. So so wait, Sabrina. Just for the record, there will not be any high school people there at the party. Is that correct? Oh, I hope not. Okay, <laughs> high because schoolers cannot handle their lives. <laughs> not with me around. Because it, it, because because if that's the case, we can't tell Johnny Alonzo. <laughs> Because that would be some issues with my... Um, I will say our Halloween party, though, there were mad, fine chicks that showed up. And me and my boyfriend, we were like, uh... I like the girl that's dressed like Pulp Fiction. Like, okay. I like the one that was dressed like Mickey Mouse. It was great. Okay. Yeah, yeah Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction chick? was bad. Yeah, she was bad. <laughs> so we might have to. <laughs> Pulp Fiction chick was hot. Give me pictures. She bobbed for apples and everything, Sabrina man. It got crazy. Yeah. We all bobbed for apples. Was, yeah. there, was there anybody, uh, any women dressed as nothing? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd invite Sarah. Maybe that would be the case. This is true. So let's oh. go. Let's introduce. Hey, I would not object to that I at know, all. Right? Ever. Technically, Sarah, that meant naked. That was my point of that story. I so mean, we got to start with some clothes on somewhere. No, no, I agree. Not really. No, not I really. Agree. We got to give her a formal introduction. Half of my roommates yeah, have seen that, me yeah. naked because <laughs> I get really excited, and after a few drinks, right. I'm like, yeah, "It's hot. I don't care." Let's wow. let's go ahead and introduce her, guys. She is back by popular demand, at least my demand. <laughs> <laughs> my demand the too. Show. She is Sarah Snuffleupagus, oh model Sarah Bentman, back on VTV Airways. <laughs> Hello. You're here for the Christmas. You were here for the Christmas show. Was was it last year? Yeah, and I think the year before too. Wow! Well, oh, yeah, look Christmas at you, show. young regular man. <laughs> you, you're just the Christmas, um, you know, icon here on. BC I love that we're getting more chick regulars on the show. You I love, love that. It. I know. Power you to love the pussy. I also love it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, power of okay. the pussy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I love um, it all. I love it all. Which is funny because the song I'm working on right now is oh. Pretty Boy Party Boy. Pretty Boy Party Remember? Boy. <laughs> and yet another baby shower, a product of the pussy power. That's Pretty right. Boy Party so, Boy. So oh incidentally, boy. That, yeah. that's a great segue for me to at least announce the song I'll be doing. Oh, you're going to announce a song? Oh, oh, at least wow. I'll, I'll tell everybody. You're going to wet the appetite. So, so you're not going to give it to us now, this is though. about being wet. And, mm-hmm. and oh, this is, wow. This is a this is a request from Chachi. Okay. So he requested uh, the Christmas song by you two, "Baby, Please Come Home." Oh wow! Okay. Which not, now is entitled "Baby, Please Come When You're Home." Oh. oh. So we're gonna be hearing that later in the program. Yes, correct. At that the end, correct. right? Yes. yes at correct. the end. Okay. Yes. And let's go ahead and so stick around. <laughs> <laughs> Our other special call-in guest, guys, if you're watching Apple TV, you might have seen a show with uh, a household name, maybe, named Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Just a little show called The Morning Show with Steve Carell. And, man, so many great actors. Guys, we um, present an actor from that show. He actually plays Jennifer Aniston's, her character, that is, her uh, chauffeur and bodyguard. Uh, Sam 
on the show. It's actor Roman Michian will be mm-hmm. calling into Below the Belt show as well. Imagine guarding her body. Right? That's a hell of a job. That's a heck of a job. I probably would have gotten fired the first time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You would take bodyguarding literally. Right. Right, right. (laughs) Well, uh, anyways, guys, it is the Christmas season, so. Yeah, and eggnog is good. (laughs) Of course. I just wanted to say that. When it's spiked with the right I feel like I should mention this again, Mike. Christmas presents are random as fuck, (laughs) but I feel like you will like them anyway. Because so, they're handy. Everybody, Merry Christmas. Oh, oh you yeah. know I like my suckies. <laughs> I'm missing a few. Um, This is freaking dope. They had these in five below. What is going on? This is freaking dope. Pick one. Marvel, Star Wars. Oh, I literally get the. I literally get my favorite, like the best socks from this guy on Christmas, Christmas time. Thanks, bro. Let me know. Snuffle up, because I didn't forget about you, girl. I wear these too. Like I wear these. Oh, you look so sad in the corner. Like, whoa. To professional stuff. She's like, I want some cool I just socks. Met you, but you get a Christmas present, buddy. There you go. Yo, he will legit wear them, though. He will legit wear them. He was like, I'm going to steal a pair of your socks. I was like, hey, that's what you think. That's that. Soto okay, Claus. Okay, so I'm going to get my random Christmas presents. But yes. Oh, it's empty. So Soto Claus. So, so, Al, thank you. I got Captain America now. I can add these to uh, my other. Uh, superhero socks you've got me in the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Each Sunday I dress up as a different superhero. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. yeah. Right. Awesome. Sabrina's off mic. The only problem is when when I have all these socks, the girls are asking me, well, do you have the rest of the outfit to match? Right. At least the underwear. (laughs) And you don't. And I don't. So I look pretty foolish with Captain America socks. Mm. All right. Um, Yeah, that is pretty foolish of you, if I may say so. Sabrina, what do you have in your hands? I have gifts. They're random as fuck, but they're useful, okay? tell us that already. They're useful. They're useful. So you can take a bag. They're all the same. Okay. Thank you. You oh, thank you. Oh, I know. I'm afraid to open this up. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, wow. Okay, so what is this? I will tell you. It's basically a tile, but way cheaper, and it has GPS location. Um, so, so I could put this in a girl's drink, and she could swallow this, and I could track her? Yeah, <laughs> oh exactly. That's you could totally do that. the creepiest thing you said. Also, <laughs> I really don't like it when I get presents, and they're like... <laughs> I don't like it when I get presents and they're like, battery's not included. So, so I took the liberty you, of including your battery why, for you. Is that why you have a little mini vibrator in here for me, too? And some lube? Wow. Well, you, you, know. got, you gave me a special bag. Thank you. <laughs> I do what I can for this you, This is Cookie. a perfect date bag. Which is everything. everything I need. I did give you guys date bags one year, so remember? This is random as fuck. Yes, it is okay. random. It's okay. a tile. Basically, okay. but and the instructions are in English or English. So are these tracking now? You're, Did you you're say English? Yes. Hey, my stepdad's Chinese. I'm allowed. I'm okay. Te- I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, anybody else, Koki? Yeah. Well, all right, okay. so we'll start. Every everyone is getting the same gift this okay, year. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> it's very simple. 
nice. Um, I put I that your title song was on our, the keys. Just I thought so your you song was our know. gift. Well, that's that's in addition to <laughs> the oh, actual. That's, that's gift a gift to the world. Yeah. Okay. That's a gift I, to the world. It is. So, that's this is awesome. <laughs> one, one for Sabrina. Oh my oh. god! Oh. Oh. Holy shit! I like it. That one for Chachi. Oh, thank you. I oh. love it. I love it when oh, we get booze for Christmas. Wow, oh, grazie. And there's more. Wait a minute. Hold oh, on. Grazie, grazie. Check Brent knocks out one with his shoe. Everybody gets one of these. So, so my roommate actually knows an awesome trick. He literally so, can get a cork out of so. a bottle with his shoe. Really? That's is, awesome. is he here tonight? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, okay. our, our roommate, Brent, I mean, he literally said this. We couldn't find a wine opener. And he was like, watch me get this out with my shoe. And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay, I'm going to run up to my room. And I come downstairs, and it was open. And he was like, I wasn't kidding about the shoe. Well, what if, God forbid, he stepped in dog shit and then opened the bottle? That wouldn't be I'm good. pretty sure we would no. notice before. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure we would notice the stench before. Oh, okay. right. Wow. You know. Well, that's pretty talented. But, but all right, so. That is a so, talent. So tell everybody what you got, everybody. Yeah. We all yeah. got bottles of wine. Okay. What kind? Thank you. What kind? Pinot Noir. Oh, Pinot Noir. From yeah. California. Now, now, in addition to that, you want to pass one of these oh, shit. What is this? badass things. <laughs> and you can talk uh, as you're passing them out what they are. Cashew so butter and raspberry no, no, jelly. the whole damn thing. Dark you chocolate. Oh, get back to human? I don't get it. It is. It, it's some... Organic chocolate raspberry bar. They're and vegan. The donations go to giving back to, I guess, the homeless people. I don't know. I, oh. I just <laughs> eat it. I don't read this yeah. shit okay, on the back. It doesn't say anything yeah. about homeless pass, pass people. It down. I don't know what it does. It doesn't say anything about homeless, homeless, homeless people. people. So how they're are we supposed to know? They're made by homeless. They're made. <laughs> they're made by with homeless people. <laughs> they're <laughs> vegan <laughs> chocolate oh, bars. Cashew all butter. For you, yeah. All for you. Boomer. Oh, this is that's Sarah. She's the vegan. All right. I only have four gifts. I know there's gonna be five in the studio, but here's um one special for you. Oh wow, very nice. Just what Look at these dreidels. I got dreidels. I haven't played with these in They're drinking dreidels. They're drinking dreidels. Wait, what? That sounds awesome. Oh wow, yeah. So when you spin them, it tells you how many times you drink. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, pick whatever you want. That sounds awesome. This is kind of cool. Yeah, a Christmas vacation bottle opener. Marty Moose. Love it. See, we basically share a present though, since we live together. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I can already tell which one we're taking. Oh, okay. <laughs> the shots. Oh, that'll come in handy for Saturday night. Yes, yes. Oh, this I is we're taking the show. We need uh, more shot glasses yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the snuff up again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, honey oh. jelly hammer. Some really cool presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot like fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it says get lit. Holly Jolly Hammered and beginning a, to look a lot like Buck This. Okay. <laughs> That's definitely a Sabrina. Yes. This, that yes. will co come in handy for the party. Yes, yeah. this is definitely coming handy. This is also and, uh, and a I thing come, that we, can we use the dreidels to make everybody um, drink. I'm down. Yeah. Right? I made people yeah, bob right? for apples at the <laughs> Halloween party. <laughs> Little did I know my one roommate was determined like to get the app. He literally dunked his entire head and John dunked his whole head Gruber into the thing. In. He was determined. I was like, damn, come on, Gruber, what are you doing, man? He was like, Get in this apple. I'm gonna get this apple. <laughs> Alright guys, did he get it? 
Oh yeah, he got it. Right. His whole head was submerged in so water. What are we gonna buy for this time? I don't know. Uh, Maybe right. some, I was like, I was. <laughs> this is a really twisted thought. I was just about to say teeth, um, and teeth. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know who bobs for teeth. I don't well, know guys. why. Maybe, <laughs> maybe an old man. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's throw out a couple uh, Hollywood things going on. Of course, you know our favorite fandom is Star Wars. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's Ooh. right. That's right. So here we go with the Hollywood news. You're going to be able to comment. That's the news. That's off the chain. All right, so Brandon's still talking through the intro. I know, right? <laughs> All right, let's talk about this. So, right. oh, man, early reviews are in for The Rise of Skywalker. I don't want to know. I think everybody's going to see it tomorrow. I know I am. Yeah, I know Chachi definitely is. is. Um, 58% on Rotten Tomatoes with the critics. Now, as you know, critics don't, do not know Star Wars like the fans do. And I have to say, for The Last Jedi, the critics' score was... You know the polar opposite. Yeah. I think it's going to be the case with this film. Yeah, actually, hearing the critics um, hate it makes me more optimistic. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Now I don't think they'll necessarily hate it, but the thing is, no. which is very interesting, is that they said if you loved the Last Jedi, okay, you will not like the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, really? If you okay, good hated the Last Jedi, you will absolutely love. The Rise of Skywalker. I'm gonna love it then. Yeah. So, All right, <laughs> good. so, so the the big the big thing about this uh, Rise of Skywalker, it kind of course corrects a lot of the things that Ryan Johnson good did. Um, and it was very fan servicing. A lot of good. The critics said that it was convoluted. You know, just the kind of the general consensus. I don't care as um, long as it corrects what Ryan Johnson did. <laughs> yeah, I'll be exactly. Happy. Yeah. Um, but um, I mean, it, you know, it the whole point of the this final chapter episode. Uh, nine is to wrap up the nine movies, and I think maybe that's why a lot of the um, critics thought it was convoluted. Maybe a lot of them are not big Star Wars fans. You have to kind of understand the Easter eggs in each each movie. There's important aspects of every episode, even the prequels, the original trilogy, and probably even Rogue and uh, Rogue One and Solo. Maybe maybe Easter eggs in there as well. But it really wraps up everything together. So I, I'm I'm stoked. I'm not going to be deterred by this 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know Chachi's still going to see it. I know Koki's still going to see it. 58? 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. So far. Critics. Critics, though. So as you know, the audience, audiences tend to differ, and I hope this is an example where the audience, you know, and, and of course, now the critics' uh, reviews are still coming in, so that number could change. Right. But it's definitely, I mean, that's not the... I mean, it's not the best news we could hear. Obviously, if the critics say it's amazing, then, you know, that kind of goes... Well, I'd be worried then if they said it was amazing. So did they put too much into it? What's going on with that? Did they put too much into it? Yeah, they said uh, that they jammed the first act. The second and the third act, the kind of, uh, um, you know, it, it's kind of a more cohesive story. But the, the overall consensus is that the first act, I guess the first third of the movie, was so jam-packed with stuff. Hmm. So, um Anyways, um, but um, I guess some of the um, some of the um, critics' uh, comments about it include uh, don't give away too much. Not, not I'm not going to give away too All much. Right. But um, <laughs> uh, so let's see. Um, we want thank to you for sharing. Next, <laughs> we want to reiterate here that there are no spoilers in, uh, that we're going to mention here. So just these are non-spoilery um, reviews or comments about the film. 
Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is certainly the most convoluted Star Wars. There is a lot I liked. The first half gets so bogged down with exposition and new plot and doodads and this and that. It feels like it should have been three movies on its own. Wow. So they're saying the three acts in the movie are should be three individual movies. So that's the jam-packed comment, I guess. Um, but other comments say, all I can say is, wow. Rise of Skywalker is so many things. Horrifying, hopeful, violent, low-key, horny. Low-key, horny. What? Oh, yeah. And full of the right kind. <laughs> Why did we talk? Oh. Yeah, low-key, horny. Okay, oh. no. Star Wars film. I literally just had to type in S-A and Sarah Bentman immediately came up in my <laughs> Facebook thing. I'm showing him all the photos right now. That she's in her cookies. Though, <laughs> you know? Nah, we should talk about Sarah. Sarah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yo, that shit is hard. <laughs> How long have you been modeling? God damn, this is crazy. <laughs> <terrible. laughs> Thanks. What? Killing that shit. Thank you. Your mind completely went off of Star Wars on that tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check her out. Google her, guys. Sarah Bentman. <laughs> Sarah Snuffleupagus. Do yourself a favor and yeah. Google her. Check that shit out. But, look at that dunk. Damn, look at that. I know, right? <laughs> right? So they... They're calling the film low-key horny. What are we talking about? <laughs> I know. We're all on Sarah right now. Oh, look at Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, what it do, Sarah? We would allude to some photos that we're looking at, but... It's like the moons of Naboo over there. <laughs> the moons of Naboo. But they're saying the Star Wars is low-key horny, so they're alluding to some... I guess sexual tension, you know, maybe. Dude, all the children's movies are alluding. I just mm-hmm. watched Atlantis the other day. It was like a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. And she, the chick, like, makes this insinuation about, like, mm-hmm. sleeping around for money. She's like, huh, huh, huh. And I didn't, I obviously would not have gotten that as a child. But you now probably, that I watch yeah, stuff you now. You probably would have. I watch a lot of the <laughs> Disney movies and stuff now. And I'm like, damn. No wonder I'm so horny yeah, as an okay, adult. All right. It was Sabrina's programmed the into the, me as a child. It's <laughs> the reason why they put the penis on the front of the Little Mermaid cover. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know how I love my side boyfriends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's literally what I call mine. And I, I tell him, he's like, why do you have this out? I'm like, my other boyfriend never leaves me. Yeah. Like, why, is it, why is it diesel powered? Because sometimes <laughs> I need extra speed. I need I need to make sure I'm going to get there as fast as I can. <laughs> you see, like it. I'm not taking the scenic like route. Started like a like a lawnmower. <laughs> Next year, Chachi, note to self: buy Sabrina some rechargeable batteries. Yes, right? that would be amazing because right. I You'll just noticed my out. battery right. stash was ro- running real right. low today. So, rechargeable so batteries. Right. By the way, they make them in double A now. You, you so, know. Yeah. By the way, yeah. just get you know. the uh, no. Energizer lithiums. They last. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> rechargeable batteries. Come on. <laughs> Everyday use. The entire house is gonna go out of power. Please, please don't do that. She been trying to recharge. <laughs> I think they're coming out with a solar panel, uh, solar paneled actual <laughs> dildo. Oh, wow. I'm ready um, for that life. So that, wow. that would, they're they're really, boyfriend. you know, they're really popular in the hippie communities. Actually, yeah, my boyfriend does not like my other boyfriend very much. Mm-hmm. So, well, as long did you name is your he feeling other boyfriend? a little less endowed? Is that did why? You, did you did you name the other boyfriend? Yes, I did. Okay. Is he less endowed? Happens to be Tom Welling. Okay. Oh Lord, a, <laughs> a Smallville reference, Sabrina. Of course. Is he is he less endowed? Um, well, who? Tom Welling. 
compared to yeah compared to the boyfriend well see it's all different because Tom Welling has this vibrating action that my boyfriend doesn't have so I can't <laughs> hold that against him you know you know but also Tom it, Welling has been with me for a long time and he knows you so, know where so all the Sabrina <laughs> call, tell your boyfriend to call me to take one of my classes and yeah. he will oh, have you know, did you the vibrating Dr. Alexalotopus's classes yes, every day you'll have a vibrating I, I, I cover vibrating in my class actually <laughs> with, I believe with the it. lips and the tongue it's 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 in the class so cook, ladies and gentlemen the Christmas show Merry Christmas what is your PhD what is your PhD in hear his Christmas song <laughs> Hold on. Koki, what is your uh, PhD in? Uh, it's sex education. Oh, okay, sex education. Yeah. Dr. Lickalotopus. Dr. Lickalotopus. It's the eating of vagina. It took me forever to get that name. And then one day I was driving home and I kept saying it over and over. And then I slowed it down and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I think I messaged you right away about it too. I was like, I finally got his name. Dr. I finally got it. Man. You guys know where that came from though, right? I mean, I assume. Um, what do you call a lesbian dinosaur? A lixalotopus. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah. That's a Christmas show, guys. <laughs> a couple more Star Wars comments, guys. A couple more Star Wars comments. Are we talking about Star Wars? Yes. Mando. Mandalorian. So Star Wars, it's a lot. There's a lot I like, some I love, but overall my feelings are pretty mixed. Mm. Hashtag mixed. Whoop, 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 whoop. I, it felt, Would it, it do? It felt like an apology <laughs> for The Last Jedi in some ways and a sequel to The Force Awakens. Um, mm. you get, so it's kind of in line with that. Good. An Good. apology for The Last Jedi, a sequel for The Force Awakens. Give it to me. Which I found frustrating. Um, I, I just watched quick the... Question, um, quick question. Yeah, quick question. Yeah. Quick question. So if Baby Yoda's 50 years old, mm-hmm. how the fuck is Yoda 5,000 years old? No, he was like, what was it, like 900? No, he, was like 900. Eight, he was 900. Yeah. He was 900. And, and, so this, 900. and by the way, just to clear the record, that is yeah. not Yoda. This is a different... Th- this, this is, is called a, the child. This is a species. of, of, of species Right, Yoda. right. Correct. Well, it could be Yoda's child. It could be Yoda's child. It could be unrelated. Yeah. But it's the same species. Out. It's a species. <laughs> so so this, is what, this is what it is. So he's r- roughly 50 years old, uh, the child, okay? Mm. 50 in Yoda years is probably about five years in human years because 90, you know, that's kind of like a probably less. Right. He's, he's so, like a baby. And so if you divide that, so if you multiply that times 100, that's 900. That's around the age that Yoda died, mm. correct? Yes. So you can kind of assume, okay, well, 50 years is five. So by the time, by the time the, the, the new trilogy drops, if baby Yoda is in it, he'll p- probably be between. 80 to 90 years old, which is like 8 or 9 years old. Not well, trying you better be. fucking That'd be cool to see. <laughs> yeah. Not trying to spoil it. Wasn't a... Uh, I don't know if he's going to be in it. I, yeah, didn't, uh, I have no insight. Baby, baby Boba Fett's supposed to be in all the... Baby Boba Fett's? Boba Fett? Or, uh, Django. Django. Uh, what? Right? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, so are we going... We're going to... We're, tell, tell me who you're referring to, first yes. of all. The fucking... Uh, the oh, Mandalorian okay. or Bandalor- Mandalorian? On the Mandalorian, yeah. And the Mandalorian, are you talking about who could possibly be the person that was uh, found next to the Asian lady that played that bounty hunter? I, didn't, I haven't watched it yet. So okay, okay. I'm trying to figure that out. Or are you trying to allude to whether we can see about Boba Fett in the Mandalorian? Is that what you're alluding <laughs> yeah. to? Okay, so that's a matter of whether... <laughs> whether I don't know no, like no, the no, expert no. on so, this. So, so, yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 w
let's clear. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. We can clear the air real quickly on this okay. because Boba Fett's dead. This is in the future. That's all awesome. So there is no Boba Fett in this. However, that was in the past. No, this is the future. Mandalorian after. This is Mandalorian is after. Return of the Jedi, but before the new trilogy. Correct. Huh. Sorry. Yes. I mean, honestly, I never thought that Boba Fett died. I thought I knew it. When no, he I did. I didn't, I didn't think he really died. He got I, I swallowed in the... I think he could have flew back out, though. Yeah. I don't... I, I mean, we never saw him since, so but... We, so, the thing, we never saw Boba Fett die. He fell in yeah. the Sarlacc pit. We're assuming that everybody that fell into the Sarlacc pit died. But there have been fan theories that his Mandalorian armor... Which is the same as the Mandalorian. That armor is very protective. Right. He could have survived the Sarlacc, and Sarlacc could have spit him out, or he could have flew out. He had the rocket pack, right? He did have a rocket pack. You're yeah, right, yeah. but we didn't see, pack. we yeah, didn't catch that angle. I need to get no. Yeah, on the mic. On the mic. But this is crazy. Like, this is the conclusion uh, of a series that started in 1977. Yeah, man, 42. It's got to be like the longest dude. running series, right? That dude, right? I mean, James Bond maybe longer, but it's not really like a. It's not connected. It's not connected, right? Batman. It's a connected series. Yeah, Batman. I mean, that's not connected either, even though no. they've had many Batman movies no. over the years. But I mean, I yeah, watched I watched the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi on um, this week. In preparation for preparation it, right? and like. I thought the Force. I to. I just gonna get around. I thought the Force Awakens um, set up a lot of cool things that kind of just got destroyed in the Last Jedi. So. Exactly, Chachi. But but that's why I think we're both gonna love this film. But whose idea was it to let so. different people write different stories for this trilogy? It makes I no think, sense. I think the directors can be different, but if you're doing yeah. a story, you need the same writer. The, sto- yes. the writer has to remain the same because all because yeah. it was the same writer for the original, right? Wasn't it all George Lucas? I think it was all George Lucas, right? Yeah, exactly. So, no. Yeah, and they're there building. Was char- writer, they're doing character there was, development. Uh, there was look it up. There was another writer, I think, on Empire and, and Jedi. Oh yeah, Lawrence Kasdan. Lawrence right. Kasdan wrote it because he's the same. Wait, wait, wrote them. Wrote, wrote, wrote with George, right. Yeah. Lawrence Kasdan actually wrote Solo, and if right. you watch Solo, yeah. it did have a Star Wars feel to that yeah. film, didn't it? But you it? need somebody so. tying the whole story together and keeping it yes. on track. Yes, exactly. So do you really think this is the end of it, though? That's what you think. Um, this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Some of these other characters... There'll be spinoffs and stuff. There'll be, there'll be other movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll be ha- probably f- featured a lot of the, the new characters, like Poe, Finn, and Rey. As far as, like, Luke, Leia... Uh, obviously, Leia had passed away... Um, or at least our character. Right. Well, we don't know yet. We're going to find out what the future of... That's what I'm really curious about, what they're going to answer, is how they handle Princess Leia in this new movie. We have no idea. Yeah. Um, so I'm really curious when we find out tomorrow what's going on with that. And the original plan was for her to have a huge role in, in this it was. part three. Absolutely. Right. Part yep. nine. Yep. Yeah, part nine, right? You yeah. call it part three. But yeah. The, yeah the, the, the third film in the Fucking sequel trilogy. Nine. I know, right? It's crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no good up. So, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Variety says Star Wars Rise of Skywalker might just brush the bad faith squabbling away. It's the ninth and final chapter of the saga that Lucas started. And though it's likely to be a record shattering hit, I can't predict for sure if the fans will embrace it. That's interesting. This is his opinion, though. The very notion that Star Wars fans are a definable def- demographic in a way, outmoded. What I can say is that The Rise of Skywalker is, to me, the most elegant, emotionally rounded, and gratifying Star Wars adventure since the glory days of Star Wars. Okay. And Empire Strikes Back. And uh, so that's very, very positive. Um, Lots, you know, for the most part, it's mixed to positive. There's no negative, overall negative reviews of Star Wars. So we can be, um, you know, rest assured 
that's the case. Um, this so, is kind of non-sporally because George Lu- sorry, George Lucas, J.J. Abrams did allude to um, representing the LGBT community in this latest film. But you will see two female members of the Resistance share an exuberant kiss during a joyful moment, which their minor characters... Is it in slow motion? <laughs> I hope it's in slow motion. <laughs> their minor characters are not heavily featured in the film. Um, so there you go. Uh, uh, JJ said, in the case of the LGBT community, it's important that we that people who go see the movie feel that they're being represented. Come there on. You, you know C-3PO's been gay all these years. <laughs> I don't want to hear any different. <laughs> oh, look. Everyone's trying to catch up to Buffy now. Oh, yeah? Okay. Buffy, bu- so Buffy was always represented. Um, yeah, Buffy was legit represented. Y'all got to start it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy. Okay. Um, one of the reasons why Buffy, Buffy was Buddy. so iconic <laughs> is because of the lesbian relationship that occurred between a main cast member and a newer cast member. It was one of the first gay slash, tra- like. And it was on television. Know. Yes. This is when Willow, Relationship. Right? On air at the time. It was Part of the reason why Buffy's so iconic and probably can't be duplicated any better unless they talk about other issues within the world. But they Buffy was very ahead of its time. Okay. Just saying. That's Just fair. love that show. So, so Sabrina, Sabrina, let's talk about the character, which was... Willow Rosenberg right, right, or Allison Hannigan. Right. Was yeah. Willow Rosenberg your favorite? No. Okay. No, he loved that buff. Uh, well, I figured the Rosenberg, you know, the Jewish thing. You know, you oh. love the buff. Of course, <laughs> that's so. Yeah, but he's good. <laughs> I mean, it was a show with two Jewish women. I mean, yeah. you can't beat that, right? Yeah, right. You're like, and they're lesbians. Brunette and redhead. You're, you know, tossing it off. At, you know, at <laughs> night. Brunette, was great. redhead, yeah. Jewish yeah. girl, <laughs> lesbians. I mean, oh what's there not to like? Yeah. And so. kung fu. What's there not to like? Come on. So you, one person that's involved with all nine films, other than C-3PO, can anyone guess who it is? So three, C-3PO has been one of the characters that's been featured in all nine episodes. R2? No, this is not a character, but this is someone mm. that's been involved heavily in all oh, nine Oh, behind the films. scenes? John Williams. Very, yes. very Man, good. Shit. Very good, Kogi. John Williams. Man. The composer, John Williams, closes the book on his 42-year history with Star Wars. Wow. Nine films. And more than 20 hours of some of the most memorable um, symphonic accompaniment to the history of the movie. So, um, yeah, so basically he is, you know, he said 40 years ago, if you said to me, here's the project, John, I want you to write 25 hours of music. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I would have dropped my pencil case and said it's impossible. No one can do that. <laughs> but yet he, he did it. He did it, man. Uh, he is 80. I think 87 years old. Oh my wow, God. really? 87 God years damn. old <laughs> and scored all nine movies, including The Rise of Skywalker, which are That's see. awesome. And we saw him um, compose. Dude. In person. Probably at the, one of the um, best moments yeah. ever that I can remember. Could is you seeing imagine doing one movie for 30-some years? <laughs> yeah. But John Williams, to, to, we're That's alluding to seeing him compose live. Yeah. At Star, Star Wars Celebration, it was the 40th, at the time, 40th anniversary of Star Wars. They lift up the curtain, and it's John Williams and his orchestra performing the whole score. I mean, it was just magical. It was completely and, magical. And he's got an upcoming film, too, I think, the next Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, uh, really? Right? That's right. Okay, okay, okay. Right. good. That'll be cool to see. But, you know, Star Wars yeah. wouldn't be what it is today without John Williams. Yes. And his um, you know, Absolutely. awesome themes. 
And if you notice the Mandalorian theme, even though he's good, there's there's a little bit of influence, and I think they admit it. There's an influence of John Williams' music in the Mandalorian. You gotta have that. So yeah, let me just. I have to really specify that that show, The Mandalorian, is really well done. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it brings back a lot of nostalgia for me. Yes. As good as the first Star Wars. Yes. Yeah, and it is really ninja. well done. The The acting's pretty pretty decent. The special effects are great. The show okay. is very, very good. So if you do haven't you, seen it, you want to segue to definitely, for a second definitely watch this series. It okay. is awesome. That's what they've been telling me at home, Please. especially Marzo. It's worth Disney Plus subscription. Now that he says that he's a space, there's a space ninja. It makes me want to watch it okay. because I am a space ninja and I have conquered half of the galaxy. The rest of the galaxy I will share when I become queen of the world. Okay. So as you know, episode <laughs> seven of the Mandalorian. So, so wait, does that mean you're banging aliens too? Is that? Is that what that means? Hey, I'm a pansexual, okay? okay. Right. I love personalities. Oh, okay, so not bi, you're more pan? I'm, I'm definitely pan. I don't care if you're a transgender, okay. you're a man, you're a woman. Now, if we're talking about, about sexing, I'm very, very, very... Um, if we're talking about sexing, I am uh, Judgy McJudgerson. But if we're talking about life and soulmates, I'm like, I don't care what you look like on the outside. You could be transgender. I've actually wanted a girl tranny or a tranny like male to female or female to male? Uh, male to female. Okay. That's the best of both worlds. You got a dick and a hot chick. Well, what, what, what if they get rid of the dick? I can, I can find you hermaphrodite. Well, I, actually. I need the dick. I, I want a <laughs> tranny that has a dick still. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. I, get it. Okay. I want the best of both worlds. Okay. I want so a hot want, chick with a dick. You don't want a fully transition tranny. No. Okay. You want a part I want a hot tranny. chick with a dick. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. She needs many years of therapy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Many, many years. Hey, I've been in therapy for 16 years, exactly. and it hasn't See? helped me yet. You need to fire so. that therapist. <laughs> well, I've had different ones throughout okay. the years. They all they can't handle me. Well, you need a class action lawsuit then. <laughs> so, we were talking about Ryan Johnson. All, those personalities, all your personalities need to um, file a class action lawsuit against that therapist. That is not true. Yeah, it is. I don't know what you're talking about. Shh. Nobody's talking up with mom, bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. JK. <laughs> All right. So really quick. So Ryan Johnson, as you know, we didn't like The Last Jedi. Yeah. He appeared on a podcast and actually said, I think approaching any creative process with that or anything with the second thing you make fans happy would be a mistake and would lead to probably the exact opposite result. Well, making fans happy? Yeah. Well, fans are happy with the Mandalorian, and people love it. Right. So, I mean, it, it's... So, it's just like, I mean, you know, Star Wars fans have been divided about The Last Jedi, and, you know... I mean, you're going to have fans who hate yeah. any new Star Wars, no matter what. Right. There'll be some, some small portion of fans, but, right. I mean, for the amount of anger against The Last Jedi, like, who wants that? I mean, mm-hmm. the only reason why the Star Wars series is, is still around and is was sold to um, Disney because the fans kept it alive all these years. I yep. mean, I mean, th- there was a huge gap between movies, um, between the original um, three and then the um, prequels. And then, Correct. And especially even between... 99, yeah. Yeah, and even between the um, prequels and um, this new series. And, and the fans kept it alive. I mean, the fans are the ones who, like, bought, you know, the books, the toys, everything in between, bought all the things on DVD and VHS and digital downloads and right. all that stuff. So why... 
not want to make the fans happy. I don't yeah. understand that logic. I mean, yeah. otherwise, you're just making a movie to try to make money. Yeah. Well, that's what they've done, though. What? They have made movies just to make money. Right, exactly. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think all of us are going to like, uh, the three of us at least are going <laughs> to, in this room, are going to okay. enjoy The Rise of Skywalker. Um, the premiere was Monday night. You were lucky to be invited. The red carpet, everybody was there. Of course, Daisy, John Boyega, Adam Driver, Oscar Isaac, Mark Hamill. A lot of other celebrities were in attendance as well. Because um, there's so many Star Wars fans, like Gaden Matsurazzo from Stranger Things. Um, like Harrison so many. Ford didn't show up? You know what? I didn't see his red carpet pick. You know, but people that are celebrities that are just fans of Star Wars showed up. They're not affiliated with any of the. Um, you know, shows. I mean, well, um, po- uh, sorry, um, Pedro Pascal, who plays the Mandalorian, was there. So, which makes sense. Um, so the, the red carpet had a tri wing S 91X Pegasus Starfighter spaceship on display. You know, like to kind of make the red carpet special with a lot of Star Wars kind of uh, structures happening. So they had really cool um, things showing up. Um, and Ian McDermott, who plays the Emperor, as you know, he's returning in The Rise of Skywalker, was interviewed on the red carpet. They they asked him what his thoughts are being compared to uh, Patriots coach Bill Belichick. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, he had to laugh at a couple of the Belichick Palpatine memes. He admits he's not much of an NFL fan. He's British. I mean, you know, you can't expect to like American football. He likes soccer, I'm sure. Right. (laughs) But he says he enjoys the creativity of the Star Wars sports crossovers. Um, and um, Kathleen Kennedy said that no oh god what she want uh, that they will there was rumors that they would uh, move from the three movie structure and um, Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger both say that's not, not necessarily the case um, they said um, when you know trilogies are hard but maybe we'll make one film and then a sequel but we don't know so I guess you know it, they could go in the you know, standalone movie route, and if it becomes successful, or they can write out an entire three movie arc. So, I guess they're alluding to they'll do whatever they want. Yeah, it doesn't need to be three movies every time now, yeah. dude. In promotion for Star Wars: uh, Last Jedi, they had the cast on Jimmy Kimmel. Did you see this? No. Oh my God! There's a Family Feud uh, skit on Jimmy Kimmel, and uh, <laughs> the question was, what body part would you? hate to miss the most by uh, sorry what body part would you hate to be chopped off by a lightsaber and of course <laughs> it started out with the hand which is common mm-hmm. then the leg then when it came to Billy D. Williams he said penis <laughs> and it's private parts that came up as the number two answer on the board. So. But why would he? No, why would he, he number that? two and not number one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. No, but nobody, and, nobody, I know no, right? and nobody said tongue yeah. Oh, the tongue would be for Dr. Lick a lot of us. Yeah, right? yeah. That'd be the worst part. Right? But wasn't yeah, it the right. tongue for Dr. Yeah, Lick? Right. <laughs> Why would Billy D. Williams um, care about um, having his penis cut off? Didn't he just say he feels like a woman or something? Remember he that? He feels gender fluid. Yeah. He feels like he so something. why would he care so much about the penis being cut <laughs> off? <laughs> I guess that's a good point. Uh, let's go to Mandalorian talk. So, um, as you know, um, conspicuous by his absence is Giancarlo Esposito. As you know, he's in the cast. You'll be happy to know he'll be appearing. Um, in the next episode. That's not a spoiler because he's already announced cast. Gus for Breaking Bad. You know that, right? Um, but you don't know what his character is or what he does, so we'll say right, that yeah. we'll say that for another time. But I'll that tell you. That guy's been on TV for so long or 
He, right? I remember him on Miami Vice. Dude. That's how long he's been yeah. on TV. Bro, like, this episode was great, guys. I'll tell you. Bro, it, just it, that it, say no more. We will watch it. Say no more. Probably. Say no more about this next we'll episode. We'll probably watch it. No. Other, than John, right. other than Giancarlo. Wait, wait. About parts being cut off. Well, we we already we already moved ahead to Mandalorian All talk, right, man. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we want to talk about episode six of the Mandalorian. Well, I enjoyed it. It was a heist episode, and then there was like a double cross. Um, um there's some comedic moments. Um, there are some horror moments. I mean, I I loved it because these these bounty hunters that were assembled in episode six, they I think they're very familiar looking. Obviously, you have the devil. Uh, alien, I think he was in the, the the original cantina scene. Yeah, and then you have um, the droid that was actually, you know, the bounty droid. I think he was a similar bounty droid that was in Empire Strikes Back. And then you see the Twi'lek. As you know, the twi- the female Twi'lek Twi'leks are still known to be very sexy. You know what the Twi'leks are? They're the ones with the long, yes. yeah, things yeah, yeah, off yeah, the heads. Yeah. And the the women are very sexy. Uh, and the men have these big, huge foreheads. So that kind of distinguishes the men and the They're women. dickheads. Right. Okay, there you go. <laughs> They're dickheads. They're all right. dickheads. They have the so, dicks hanging out from the left. Age, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Yeah. It's a podcast, my man. My you bad, my bad, my bad. So I thought it was cool. So first of all, were you surprised that Mando, the Mandalorian, kept all the bounty hunters alive? He decided. Now, they were trying to kill him. He didn't return the favor. Uh, I was a little surprised. He just ended up putting all of them in prison. But then again, if you think about it, they did lock him up too initially too. So were you surprised about that? Yes. Uh, actually, I was. And yeah. I'm thinking because he has more good in him, that's one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're going to bring these characters back in the future. So. Do okay. you mean good in him or good on him because he has money? It's actually his fucking armor. No, good. <laughs> I mean, he is... He is he is more has a tendency to be uh, a, a good character, good because he's helping this baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. He's he's helping people. He's not like Boba Fett that was just this bounty hunter asshole. So Man, he cut Satan's yeah. horns off. I don't know something wrong with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, only one episode left, guys. Uh, after uh, the episode that dropped uh, today. Um, Next Friday, uh, the 27th, will be the final episode of Mandalore. It's only ep- eight episodes long. Damn. Um, they're already on um, production of season two. So Good, uh, good. Um, but this so, is, this so is great. My, great for this I course. was reading, I think Disney only had 10 million subscribers, and you know the cost of this is like $120 million. It's, it's so one it's, of the most expensive shows ever so made. I don't, I don't really? see how yeah, they're yeah. recouping their money. It's more especially, especially when you have assholes yeah. giving out their passwords to, to, you know, share their accounts with people. I'm that so. asshole. Uh, <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everybody in. So. <laughs> Trust me. That, that's okay. Don't feel, don't feel bad. I did it too. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying you, you're giving out the account. $120 right. million. You want this good project to continue. Right. But And, and so I think that Disney at some point is going to have to increase their fee. Yeah, you know? they, and they will, but $120 million is nothing for Disney. And Disney is building for the future yeah, by, billions of dollars. by trying to... Um, we shouldn't be talking billion, about my God. By trying to get um, <laughs> market share from Netflix. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so, trust me, Disney is building for the future. They don't care about right. losing $120 million. That's nothing for them. Well, they didn't lose $120 million, but right, there's yeah, some yeah. kind of... I think there's some kind of loss on this particular project. So... Anyway, 
All you got to right. figure most of the stuff on the Disney's platform is owned by Disney. Correct. You know? yeah. So it's not it's not like it's they're not spending as much money as Netflix is spending. Well, uh, let's move on from Star Wars. I guess we've covered pretty much all of it that we can talk about because we haven't seen yeah. the movie yet. Yeah. Um, well, another Disney movie is called Onward. It's Pixar. Uh, it's uh, Chris uh, Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Have you seen the trailer? Just the brand new trailer just dropped. It's a suburban fantasy animated film. Uh, populated by elves, trolls, mermaids, centaurs, and other magical creatures. The animated film follows... This is a porn? <laughs> what is it? It's a fantasy porn, isn't oh. it? Oh, <laughs> oh it's Pixar. Uh, Wait, sorry. fantasy porn? Well, co- you know, Cookie's Mind goes to porn. So, really, really, oh, but yeah. No, it's Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. They're, they're, um, voice, they're doing voiceover work. They're making a porn? <laughs> they're doing voiceover work for an animated they're film. They're doing a gay porn. <laughs> um, which has elves, trolls... Mermaids, centaurs, and other magical creatures. Oh, oh. And, and Koki all, all automatically thought of porn, right? Yeah. So oh, voiceover yeah. work, I could totally do that. I am the lizard queen. You are the lizard queen. I do not come out during the day. I only stay out in the <laughs> night time. You know, <laughs> incidentally, part of this magical pro- porn porn that they're going to do, they should have a character. Like, they really have some tentacle the, weird shit. In yeah, there. or like a tongue that I flies around and looks everything. That would be pretty cool. That That's awesome, right? <laughs> you can call me Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. See? You like that. See, I think Sabrina and I are going to write that, that I've script. got a lot of yeah. different voices in here, okay? I've got some southern people. Yeah. I've got some weird French people. I've got a crazy Asian man. There's yeah. all sorts of people living <laughs> in there. Being an inter- internationally raised. Right? Yeah, right. internationally raised. That's why I can be like, bloody hell, Mr. Wasabi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, yeah. in her head, they're all fucking each other, too. Right. It's crazy. I mean, <laughs> the, to the Christmas my show, personalities have to do something in the meantime. <laughs> the Christmas show. Come Welcome on. to the Christmas show. There we are. Guys, what um, do you expect my personalities to do in their free time? Um, I can think of a couple. Oh, my God. Right, exactly. Yeah. They can think of a couple, too. Right. Position. <laughs> right. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Um, so, uh, oh, Jesus. new trailer for uh, the Quiet Place sequel just dropped. You guys see it? Check it out. Look pretty cool. It's very, very short teaser. As you know, John Krasinski's character died in the first Quiet yeah. Place. Um, so it'll be Emily Blunt and the two kids. Um, but we didn't really see too much in this teaser, but definitely worth checking out. I mean, yeah. it was a big hit. Yeah. I know you're more excited about the Top well, Gun. You know, well, yeah, but that you know we all be dead in that fucking movie in like four seconds. Oh God, yeah. Everybody I mean, in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Not can't, me. I'm a survivor. Well, keep, no, no, I probably die first. Can keep her mouth shut. Yeah, for five yeah. Seconds. Sabrina, you be gone. Let's be real. I die Sarah first. Would probably, <laughs> Sarah would do the best in this. Yeah. I think. <laughs> really? You think so? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I probably die first. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'd leave you guys sweet little notes while Aww. I was dying. Aww. That's nice. I do what I can, you know. I think Elijah might be getting robbed by the whole Wu Tang clan right now. So okay. we're trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, we gotta find out what's going on with uh, <coughs> Julian Elijah. Um Top Gun Maverick, the um new trailer looks amazing. Um what do you think of that? Tom Cruise returns thirty years. Uh, after 30 years of service. Looks the same. Looks exactly the same. That, <laughs> that Scientology is keeping him young. Oh, God. Um, uh, he's a flight school instructor now. And um, it's interesting because both um, some of the original cast will be back um, for this. Uh, Val Kilmer's coming back as well. 
Um, I'm curious to see how he holds up um, because, in this movie. Now, Val Kilmer, as you know, had throat cancer. Oh. Um, and when I saw him at a, um, a screening and uh, kind of a Q&A for one of his films, he, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the goose that uh, – no, he wasn't goose, was he? What, what character was he in uh, Top Gun? Val Kilmer, Iceman. Iceman, yes. He wasn't the Iceman that we remembered. Uh, sadly, because of the cancer, it affected his voice. So I'm, I'm curious on how they're going to handle it in the movie. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll have to just, yeah, wait and see, see how they handle that. But uh, the trailer does look pretty awesome. Um, I don't know if you've got a chance to see it. Um, Bill and Ted face the music. Uh, they have some promotional, I guess, some on-set photos of the uh, – this will be the third Bill and Ted's film, right, Josh? It'll be the third, yep. Yep. Um, so it's <clears throat> set 29 years after Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Um, Which I thought was great, too. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So death will be returning. Death will be turning, yes. Yeah, death Very will be funny. returning. Um, and, of course, there will be new cast members as well. Uh, but William Sadler is the actor that played the Grim Reaper, death. Um, uh, Samara Weaving, uh, Bridget Lundy-Payne. Scott Mascuti, who is Kid Cuddy. You know him. He'll be uh, acting in this film. Why are you looking at me? Oh. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Come on, man. <laughs> wow. You know got in the room. Wow. You know who that is. Back him up. Back him up. Come God, on. Al, that's the subliminal racist <laughs> eyes you have. <laughs> what the fuck? Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to put validation, you know. Yeah. Cuddy. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Hayes, Jayma Mays, Jillian Bell, Holland Taylor, Beck, Beck Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. He does it's it to so me, too. He's like, black people are appalled. What do you think, sweet chocolata? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should be asking me. I'm in the hood more than these two probably are. <laughs> I got to get my drugs from somewhere. Jesus. <laughs> Don't feel bad. We we said Alex Winter. He looked right at me. So don't feel too bad. <laughs> what? Oh, Ted. Oh, Ted said something about the yeah. Winter. Alex Winter. He played um, did not Keanu Reeves. Yes, guy. yes. Yeah, uh, Alex Winter. Yes. What about him? You stared at me when you said that. Oh, I did. I did. Okay, maybe I did. I'm trying to help you out here. Oh, yeah. thank you. I got get it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to help you out. All right, fine. That just, that just shows. You did. You're straight up racist. It Never just mind. Shows. <laughs> There's no. Man. Just like that one guy, um, that's some white people shit. And you were like, I'm Filipino. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry, I had to. (laughs) We gotta get the people's eyebrow now. The Rock, Dwayne. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. So Lee Daniels uh, is set to direct an adaptation of the upcoming comic book called Stealth, written by The Walking Dead's Robert Kirkman and Mark Silvestri. Um, this will be a featured film that tells the story of a superhero and a crime fighter who has been protecting Detroit for years. Detroit definitely needs some backup to help, right? Uh, but Detroit. for now. I'm glad this is not You Hennessy. said the same I'm thing. Glad it's not Hennessy. <laughs> when we have the Mexican girls yes. in studio, and you said Taco Bell looked straight at them. Because <laughs> you, 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 every time you said some kind of like Hispanic name, you looked right at them. <laughs> You're like, so we'll take it first. I do it. Yeah, everybody. yeah. <laughs> every minority, don't worry about it. Everybody, everybody gets it. <laughs> every minority. I said hashtag mixed. That looked right. Yes. <laughs> hashtag mixed. Um. 
But yes, um, so yeah, it's about. Uh, I guess it takes place in Detroit, um, and apparently, a lot of it has a, a big plot line in this film has to do with Stealth's reckless behavior. Um, is his father because he's battling Alzheimer's, and his, and his father was a former hero, and he's and he's uh, unwilling to accept that he's no longer here in the city. Um, so kind of you know talks about that dynamic, I guess. Um, they're doing a remake of the Dirty Dozen. I don't know if you uh, would be excited about this one, but Suicide yeah. Squad director David Iyer uh, is in talks to write and direct this one. Have you watched Reprisal yet? Reprisal on I, I haven't. That's on Hulu, right? That shit is wild. Is it fire? It's fucking wild. Oh, yeah, okay. Y'all got to watch that shit, <laughs> Is man. it fire, did you say? Is it fire? Come on, man. I'm glad you caught that shit, man. <laughs> I never heard you say that in my life. <laughs> Is that fire? Hood down, look. Hood down, look. Hey, man. I see you, bro. I see you. All right. Oh, this is funny, guys. Look at the straight face, too. <laughs> So th- this is a Baltimore film. Well, yes, sir. It's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> that shit mad crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so your boy, um, your boy, um, Will Smith, Jada Pinkett. No, no this is these are Cookie's are, are friends. You, are, you actually, are you ever going to pronounce her name correctly? Listen, or I'm sorry, Jada Pinkett. Sorry. He's Pinkett still calling like, Josh Stone yeah. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> It's like <laughs> it's like you're you know it's you're giving you more you know. Right. So uh, as you know, Koki is good friends with Jada. I grew up with Tupac and, and Will, and you Tupac growing up. Now Koki, thirty third, yeah, thirty third. So they produce a film called Charm City Kings, which was shot in Baltimore. I don't know if you heard about this film, Sarah. I was in town. Um, it's inspired by a 2013 documentary by the name of uh, uh, Lofty Nathan, a 14 year old kid named Mouse who desperately wants to join Baltimore's infamous Midnight Click, a fearless group of dirt bike riders who rule the summertime streets. Um, So, I love the name of this director, and and (laughs) 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 Angel Manuel (laughs) Angel Manuel Soto Can I look at myself? (laughs) (laughs) uh, He's the director of this. Um, But yes, Caleb Pinkett, uh, Jada's brother, um, Will Smith, James Lasseter, Jada. Uh, are Didn't all Sonia Son have something to do with that, too? You know what? I, I think Sonia might. Yeah. She might be involved with this as well. Yeah. But this shot in Baltimore, I actually did one day of stand-in work. Oh, did you? Yeah. So they produced it or they're in it? They produced it. They're not right, starring right. in it. It stars. They were like, too low budget for us. Oh, God. It stars uh, Meek Mill in his feature film debut. How yeah. the fuck does that work out? <laughs> How does it work out, Meek Mill? Yeah. I, I guess he wants to get into acting. I mean, he shout out to Philly, but yeah, nah, yeah. nah, it's Baltimore. Yeah, I guess. I guess but he's kind of showing his range as an actor, so I guess he wants to get get in where he can, I guess. Everybody's an actor these days. <laughs> I know you sound a homie, though, out here. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's up, though. Yeah. So this so, comes out when so, and, and so on, this... on video what day? <laughs> no. So it will be, it will be DVD Chino, yeah, what? Chino, Chino. Ne- Netflix, what so day like, release? I, I, mean, I don't know if y'all know Baltimore, like, dirt bike gang and all that. Yeah, that's, so, a, big, that's um, a big deal. So Chino, Chino is, like, the main, the main guy. Like, he really runs this shit. Like, so it's, mm-hmm. it's a big thing to see, um, you know, your friends. It's, 
uh, a privilege to see um, your high school homeboys, you know, go out there and play you know, sports and different, you know, yeah. shit like that. But imagine, like, you see your homies, like, right down the street, climbing dirt bikes. Like, yo, that's my man. It's like, I not know yo. He's my fucking homeroom class. <laughs> like, 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 this is crazy. He's out there. So you're, killing you're on kind of Sunday. familiar with the synopsis of this I'm film? I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay. not. I'm not even but, claiming but, that. No. no but, but, but you're familiar with uh, what it's about. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I, cool. I know how important it is. So know, basically, right. the movie is legitimizing the fact that the people in the city have no place to ride and will continue to ride and wow. not get in trouble. Basically, if you think about it. No, no, I wouldn't say that. No, 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 no. And Meek Mill is actually a big advocate on that because in Philly, it's the same problem. It's it's a little annoying because why attack the children, I guess the kids that really want to do something outside of, you know, robbing people and all that bullshit when they have free time just to ride dirt bikes and they can really which is incredible and sit on top of the handlebars and mm-hmm. touch the fucking ground <laughs> while still but, but, right. the, but giving the, I, but, but the frustration on the person that lives in the city which I do I'm from the city I'm, I'm you know still live there the problem is is that they're not doing anything to solve the issue and it's very simple just build a fucking park you know and and let people ride and they don't want to do that and it's just it's, I think it's stupid I think it's kind of yeah. like, okay, but this is a side ramp, but it's kind of relevant still. Okay. The freaking squeegee kids. Why do the police make the squeegee kids leave, but then they're like, oh, it's cool, homeless people, you can beg for money over here. The squeegee kids are trying to earn a living, but they need to exit the block, but you can still chill here. That's cool. Okay, first of all, they're not all kids. I've seen 30-year-old motherfuckers standing but out. But it's mostly <laughs> squeegee kids. my window. Yes, yes. It's mostly kids. Window they up, right? five yeah, so. to 40 they really do they, they really, really do. do they but it's mostly kids they also their kids. solution that they use is it no is. good it's no bueno but still no. sometimes i'll let them wipe my windshield when i haven't put my windshield wipers on fast mm-hmm. enough but you know segway so, anyway charm city kings will be premiering at sundance film festival in january which i'm still up in the air if i'm going i really want to go um but it will be in theaters select theaters on april 10th and wide release on April 17th. So there you go, Koki. Um, you might like this premise of this film. It's about the California punk rock music scene. Now, Koki, you're a fan of punk rock music. Me too. Um, Aquafina is set to star and produce a feature film about the rise of California punk rock. Um, now, <laughs> the film is based on an article uh, called How Chinese Food fueled the rise of California. Yes, it's our time. Y'all ready? Are y'all ready? <laughs> How Chinese food fueled the rise of California punk. Right, right. Uh, which I think is, I have no idea the correlation of Chinese food and punk rock music, yeah. but um, I'll find out. I guess there's a story behind it. Yeah. Isn't that a band? Well, it's uh. <laughs> it's saying that Chinatown restaurants from Sacramento to San Francisco started renting their banquet halls for rehearsal space and booking rowdy young bands of the West Coast punk scene as dinner entertainment to bring in additional businesses. So a lot of these were Chinese restaurants. So that's I guess they're responsible for oh, the rise of punk rock. Oh, it's kind of like concubineness. 
I guess, yeah. Well, the, the concubines would come and entertain the Chinese folks, so that kind of makes sense that they were like, yo, dinner's too boring without some, like, Asian bitches, like, dancing around and singing some songs and they shit. They actually do that at uh, Asian Taste in Hamden. They have a bunch of punk rock shows yeah. at Asian Taste in Hamden. Fucking Asian Taste? What you know about Asian Taste? I like, I work in uh, Blue Pit Barbecue. I DJ there for fucking year and a half. Nice! I run that shit up, for real. We had fucking smoke machines. Mr. Close, Ming. My closer, my closer. Mr. Ming, Ming, yes, Ming. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so you know the fucking bartender. <laughs> yeah, Quest. Yes. That's my. <laughs> 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 yeah. crazy. We go yeah. way back, like ten years. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. You never <laughs> pulled up. Yeah. I had a fucking midget fight somebody in a fucking party. Yeah. What? <laughs> Asian <laughs> taste. That's wait, wait, crazy. wait. Let's get something straight here. You can't say midget. That's racist. It's a little person. Tell us about I this. Can I can I please I hear the, more about this small person fight? It was kind of funny. Actually, they have the fucking video on my phone. Oh, yeah. He had a big ass head. A lot of midgets had big heads. Though. Oh, <laughs> shit. Can I, I can't see anything like that. Well, you fight a midget. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you pulling that up? You fight man. a midget, every punch is an uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> So every, be careful. <laughs> every punch is an uppercut. Yes. <laughs> I really oh, hope man. you have this video. But um, we can continue. But continue. So. But I really <laughs> does do hope that he has this video. All right. So Quentin Tarantino might not do the Star Trek movie that he wants to. He wants to do an R-rated. Why, why good? Because, I mean, who cares about him doing Star Trek? I mean, yeah, I don't care why, about why him do doing Star, Star Trek? Trek, but He's I want him fan. to, like. He wants to do the first rated R Star Trek movie. No, yeah. uh, Quentin, yeah. we want you to just do some gangster stuff. Do the with Vega like, Brothers. Yeah, like do, do something awesome. Like, yeah. do like the well, next Spider-Man no, he, movie or something. No, he always wanted to do the Vega That'd Brothers awesome. with, um, you know, that would be cool. Michael Madsen and um, John Travolta, both um, Vic Vega and Vincent Vega. But it was going to be a prequel, and they got too old to do the prequel. But now mm. there's technology to de-age these actors. So yeah. they can do a whole movie like that and Actually, do the Vega yeah. Brothers. They can finally do it, yeah. Yeah, so I hope he does it. And another thing. So it'll, be, it'll be a prequel to Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. That would be great. And yeah. another thing, they're, speaking of classic Tarantino, is actually putting together a third Kill Bill film. Uh, so it'll be Kill Bill Volume 3. All right, other side conversations. <laughs> Sorry, they're 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 talking shop about smoke <laughs> machines and I don't know everything they're talking about sounds really yeah. exciting though I'm not so gonna like lie Chinese midgets and stuff and like yeah yeah <laughs> actually yeah <laughs> uh, black midget oh, okay. so we, we, we're still getting racist <laughs> <laughs> let's bring it, it back it was a black midget <laughs> I don't I don't see color with midgets so yeah. I don't know somebody asked me if I believed <laughs> in leprechauns they were like Sabrina you believe in leprechauns I was yeah. like I see midgets in green all the time <laughs> what are you talking about in her head so who's seen yes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I have love the film right so apparently Shannon Lee who's Bruce Lee's daughter wasn't happy with the way her father, Bruce Lee, was portrayed in the film, he came off as arrogant. So he was trying to get um, the Chinese uh, version to be edited uh, to show Bruce in a less arrogant way, which I don't know if that's possible, but apparently Quentin Tarantino said he would not recut the film uh, just to appease the Chinese censors. Um, so... There you go. Uh, Bruce Lee wasn't arrogant. That's a damn lie. Well, did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Okay. No, I didn't, okay. to be fair. But I have seen <laughs> um, Enter the Dragon, yeah. and I've seen 
all the Bruce Lee's movies, and he didn't look arrogant at all. Okay, in those movies, I, I, I do. I do. If you see the film, I do think he was. Do you think the character actually, was? Yeah. I think he he was portrayed as an asshole, and I I was kind of shocked. Right. So Shannon was right yeah. because he taught martial arts to like everyone and shared mm-hmm. the Chinese word, even though the Chinese people weren't about that life. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "It's cool. Everyone should know about this communist." Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. not playing, so, Sabrina. So I think it was a little, you know, far-fetched, and I, I get it's Hollywood. Yeah, but the whole movie was far-fetched. It just, I don't think, do why, you think he was an asshole? No, I said the whole movie was far-fetched. Oh, yeah, right, of yeah. course, yeah. yeah. Now, I don't think I don't think it was an asshole, and I was surprised to see him get beat up. Yeah, that too, right. that was surprising yeah. too. Yeah, dude. That was even more crazy. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I, wasn't, I didn't love the film. I didn't. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great as everybody made it out to be. So I was a little bit disappointed in it. I enjoyed it. So, like, you know. like the thing I was upset about was it wasn't like historically accurate. I thought it was gonna be more about Charles Manson. He's only in the movie for like thirty seconds. Yeah. And not only lack of Charles, but they completely told a different story on uh, on Sharon Tate. On Sharon Tate. So. Yeah. But again, it has to have a Hollywood ending. It's called Once Upon a Time Hollywood. So that's why they did that, guys. So. Jumanji, the number one movie in um, America. Chachi, really funny. What is your review of Jumanji, the next level? What can you say about that film? Um, <laughs> what I can say about it is right, that why do you keep trying to <laughs> remake something that was amazing? Because it's your a remake. Film, yeah, I know. The first Jumanji they remade. The first yeah, Jumanji remake. remake? This, is, this is part three. It was trash. It was trash. It was trash. It was trash. Trash. Trashity trash. 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 Trash, trash. Said Not again. as good as the original. And you wish. Happy you wish holiday. You it was trash. You really trash. The Jumanji <laughs> with Kevin Hart it was and trash. The Rock. Trash again. It was trash. Ooh, and Karen Gillan. And Jack Black. I liked her hotness. <laughs> Karen her, Gillan. Karen Gillan was... Mm, she was the best part about that movie. Yes. But wouldn't you? Mm, yeah, I would like totally bite her butt. So, I would bite her butt. Really Sabrina, hot. I'm actually building her as an AI robot for you. And oh, I'm my God. That would be I, the I, best Christmas present I will ever. Put, I will put a dick on her for you. That's oh, fine. Thank that's you. you, want, you know, that's so. all I'm asking for. Wow. That's fine. It's not that's that unreasonable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to oh send me back $12,000, so you might have to put out for me if I buy you this robot. Hey, what? you buy me so this training robot. Are you alluding I'm to the Hershey's pie? No. Are you alluding to the Hershey's pie cookie? No. Everybody loves no. chocolate. Uh. <laughs> 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 oh, so you're uh. asking for my opinion on the New Jumanji movie? Yes, your opinion about the New Jumanji movie, which is trash. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was funnier than than the last one, which I enjoyed. Okay, because I did enjoy the first one, so yeah. it's even better. It's, this is an example. I thought it was because a sequel though was actually better than the original. Well, because it had um, Dane DeVito in there, which I love. Okay, and and the, um, you know, and then it had. Um, Wait, did you just say the sequel is better than the original? That's what Chachi said. No, yeah. better than the last one. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry, but better than the first. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you. Better than part two. This is part three. This is better than part two. <laughs> part one will always be the best. For. Ever and always. Oh, the, thank you, Robin Williams. Yeah, that'd be the best one oh, ever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Thank you, thank you guys. Right, thank you. I'm very sensitive the, about the topic. In the same continuity, or is it considered a reboot? <laughs> it's not a reboot. No, this okay. is part three. Like, like okay. the, the original happened, and um, this one might show something that is related to the original. Okay. In here, but I'm not going to spoil it. Okay, that's fair. But I mean, yeah, um, da- um, Danny Glover 
is in this movie is hilarious and nice, um, nice. So, so 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 as as in the last one, you see like Kevin Hart and the Rock and stuff will um, you know be manned by some of these actors, so you can get to see how they can um, impersonate um, Danny DeVito and Danny Glover, which I think is hilarious. Oh, that's great, man! I can't wait to see that. Second place was Frozen 2. No surprise there. It was a hit movie, for, uh, number one for a while. Knives Out, third place. Fourth and fifth place goes to the Clint Eastwood drama, Richard Jewell. I saw that last night. Which um, oh, I actually, finally saw Joker. Wow, finally. <laughs> um, it was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. Well, Sorry. He's, he's, the act, he's, he's best actor. Um, sure. Yeah, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. You yeah. were not playing around. I yeah. believed you were crazy. Yeah. Saw yeah. you walking down the street during that. Yeah. I would be like, no, not today, Satan. I could have been his ass double. Uh, I been. believe that, Chach. Yeah. You've got a very Joaquin Thank Phoenix you. ass. For <laughs> um, Ladder 49. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. Shot here in Baltimore. Um, and <laughs> Black Christmas. I know you got a comment about Black Christmas because I read Gaetano's comment. I didn't see it. Uh, but that's the fifth film. Apparently, uh, it had a lot of feminist uh, undertones to it. I didn't see the movie. Okay. But so. it sounded horrible. None it of us horrible. did. Yeah. Yeah. So. None of us saw it. None of us saw it. But None of Richard us saw Jewell it. Richard Jewell apparently was the worst opening weekend for Clint's directorial career. Really? With just $4.7 million. Apparently, they expected it to be about twice that. Didn't didn't reach so. It's a tough time of year. Um, a lot of competition, a lot of competition, and a lot of television. I think that p- takes people away from the theaters. But a very well made movie. Know. A lot of great actors in there. Oh, okay, okay. Going back to uh, Jumanji: Next Level. No, going back to Richard Jewell. Oh, Richard Jewell. Oh, yeah. saw the movie. Yeah, I did. It was yeah. good. Yeah, it was re- I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, I saw the pre screening. The guy that played Richard Jewell was fantastic. Yeah, he looked just really like the original guy, and he's, he acted really well. So. Yeah. But it's a true story about what happens when, um, when when you're white and get accused of crimes. There you go. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. It's not all, it's, it's not all roses, guys, out <laughs> there not, for us white people. Okay. It's trying <laughs> to say it's not all roses. No. <laughs> uh, some television news. So uh, going to uh, TV now uh, on Disney Plus, we have a an adaptation of Turner and Who. <gasps> The 80s uh, buddy cop movie in development at Disney Plus. Are you excited? Why about okay, that? no, actually, I don't care about that. But I was going to say that <laughs> okay. Disney Plus has all the Spider-Man, like, mm-hmm. ever. Like, okay. all the Spider-Man-ness ever. Every like, Saturday morning. Who doesn't miss that shit, Okay. Man? Yeah, it had them all. So I was like, I'm dying inside with excitement. So I might do a cartwheel. Okay. I probably did. Did you Did you do a lot of binge watching? Huh? Um. Yeah, I made yeah. my roommates play Phrase Game with Spider-Man. Okay. Did I have the Spider-Man? Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. The Amazing Friends? No, well, no, no, no. Yeah, Sp- the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, cool. no, no. Firestar was hot. <laughs> Was it Spider-Man, 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 radioactive Spider-Man. So, Sabrina, uh, do you remember that there was an actual live TV show, Spider-Man? Like, in the old, did you ever see it by any chance? No, but I'm about to check when it out because it's probably kid, on Disney+. There was, Plus. It, I, there was an actual, I don't know what year it came out. It had to be in the 70s. But there, there was a live <laughs> television Spider-Man. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, cool. I'm about yeah. to pull Tom Welling out and yeah. go to town on Spider-Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like probably one of the most exciting moments of my life. I'm pretty sure I did actually do a cartwheel in our wow. living room when I discovered that Spider-Man, all the Spider-Mans ever, 
forever. So, so, oh, and then for your for TW tomorrow when I see you, I need to bring batteries and peroxide. Yes. Right? And batteries, right? peroxide, and lots and lube, lots and of lube. hospital grade right. lube. Okay, okay, gotcha. Right. <laughs> Insane. So <laughs> cookie. That's what you think now. I'll send Rockstar upstairs for you. <laughs> Koki, you might be excited to hear about ball. this. <laughs> so, Koki, Will Ferrell is attached to star Netflix's The Legend of Cocaine Island. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> what? Loosely, Wait, who is this? Uh, yeah, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell? Loosely, not Charlie Sheen? Loosely based on my father. Yes. Yeah, okay. it's a, a okay. scripted remake of the streaming service, uh, popular documentary of the same name. So th- there is a Legend of Cocaine Island documentary, but <laughs> Will Ferrell will star in the scripted version of the documentary. Um, have you seen it? No, okay, not yet. but you lived it. I have. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I wonder what here, here here it's called um, the Inner Harbor. Okay. Yeah. Cocaine Island's <laughs> yeah. Inner Harbor. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. uh, you'll be sad to know. I don't know if you watched uh, Daylight uh, Day. Sorry, Daybreak Chachi, because it starred uh, um, one of, probably one of your favorite '80s icons, Matthew Broderick. No, no, it's. Uh, Anyways, it was canceled. It will not be returning for a second season. On what Netflix. was it on? It was on Netflix. Netflix, huh? Yeah. Well, now it's time to do a sequel to Ferris Bueller. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, I mean, if, oh. you're, if you're a He-Man Masters of the Universe fan, they'll be doing a, uh, animated, uh, a new animated series on Netflix. Why? It's probably going to be that trash animation that they do nowadays. CG, you know, I'm not fan not, of the CG. Not CG I don't like, the, no. C- like, I don't like the, the the claymation or whatever. No, they, they, like the shit they did with um, Shira, like that. Oh, Shira, that like wait, you know, bring, that like three year old animation. Okay, they're bringing back Celebrity Deathmatch. How do y'all feel about that shit? I'm How do y'all feel about that down. shit? I'm okay with that. I'm definitely okay, okay with that. Yeah. They had some yeah. awesome matches. But you Where know what? Are they will, play will, it? will they do real clay or will they do CG? I'm wondering what which because it I think might back be then CG over clay. Yeah, I think clay yeah. had, was a lot of work. It's a lot of no, work. No, but yeah. the clay <laughs> was cool though. The clay was cool. The clay was cool. I could see them going to the CG route on where that. Where are man. they showing this? I need to know. Who would be your first? Hulu. Oh, first. No, no. Who would be oh, your first? Oh, Deathmatch. Deathmatch. Oh, what's a good feud? Uh, the Rock and Vin Diesel is a good one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, what's up, uh, Kanye and Taylor Swift? Yes. Kanye and Jay Z. Yeah. Kanye and Jay Z. <laughs> what I, else? What else would we want to uh, see? Suge Knight and Godzilla. Oh, Suge Knight, Godzilla. Yeah, okay. That'd be cool. Yeah. Sarah, do you have any um, one that you can see? A celebrity deathmatch. I just want to see them all. Okay. Okay. So, getting back to He Man, why are they doing a live action film? Like, Rick Ross, Fifty like, Cent. Actually, you know what, <laughs> Koki, there is Fifty Cent. Everyone, <laughs> there is a feature film in development. You'll be happy to know. Okay. I don't think they start production yet, but right. um, yes. See that? I'd be. I'd like to see something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Especially Shira. Right. right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> no. I know Chachi's very happy about (laughs) National Lampoon's vacation. Uh, I don't know. Big Bang Theories. Johnny Galecki is returning to uh, an HBO Max series. Uh, Look at me. Do you think I care about um, Lampoon vacation? (laughs) I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. I've heard that movie referenced like eight times already. Right. 
so it's this called, season. It's called the Griswolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll explore the family's daily lives in the suburbs of modern-day Chicago. So there you go. Um, the script is in the development stage at this point. I guess they, is this the one with Anna Kendrick? No. Is Anna Kendrick <laughs> supposed to be in this one? I oh. think, uh, well, I know Chevy Chase and Beverly <laughs> Angela are returning for the role. Oh, oh are they returning I thought it was that other returning? Christmas movie, you know. Oh, that's Noel. Oh, yeah. right, Noelle right. On the, yeah. My bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah, that is your bad. So, what Did they say? To, what happened to Roscoe's Vacations with Martin Lawrence? Roscoe's vacation? <laughs> Y'all don't fuck with that? No. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody here I'm, fucks with that. I'm bringing racing back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody here fucks with that. No, but so Chevy Chase and Beverly Angelo are tied to this project? Yeah. yeah. I, th- all right. I think, yeah. I think and all the scenes are going to be shot in the senior center for them. Well, count me in. I don't care. It's Chevy <laughs> Chase. Count me in. Yeah. Um, and as you know, Ed Helms returned. Um, he was in the uh, the vacation movie that was uh, came out a couple of years ago, which I thought was well done. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that movie, and yeah. I like when he's going through his photo album, the adult version of Rusty, yeah. looking at looking at pictures of him growing up, and of course it was uh, portrayed by different actors in every um, yeah. picture he saw. They have to be. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, they have to be accurate. And so. I read why that why happened. The hood films that like when basketball players go to high school and graduate and not go to college but still make a million dollars and have a <laughs> fucking house and hey hey mama. Move in. <laughs> you don't want to talk about that shit. Nah. Have you ri- has a script been written about that? What? There's plenty of movies. Okay, on okay, okay. Well, that's what's <laughs> and <sense>. Hulu <laughs> on Hulu. Okay, what's what, what is it called? Netflix and uh, wait, what's the pro- what's the project? What, what else? Uh, Amazon Prime, Apple TV. <laughs> no. It's called Every Black Successful <laughs> Movie Ever. Okay. <laughs> No, but but that's because that's what they do. We always move our mamas in. Oh, that's a good thing. That's what we do when, like, mama, you need a whole room of shoes. You need to move into my mansion. And you talk to your mama just like that, too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you you say, do that for mama, mama Dukes, right? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. My first check, my first million dollar check, all I want to do is coming? build my mama a room of shoes and purses. When's that coming? I don't know. Okay. I would say 2023. Okay. That's coming up. That's coming right. up. It's coming up, guys. Yeah, it's coming fi- up. Hopefully, you'll be fi- financing uh, BTB's uh, budget. Oh my God. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Uh, I mean. So, Sabrina, just talk to me off the air if you want to speed that million dollars up faster. Yeah. Yeah. I okay? do. It's, it's actually a great I way. It do. will get. I guarantee you, will make it much faster. If you have some sponsors, I could yeah. give you yeah. my yeah. business yeah. plan. Yeah. And that will was, definitely take us to the next level. I was reading today about... Um, but I can't talk to you about it because it's a secret project. Well, yeah. <laughs> well mine, mine's about four and a half minutes and some cameras. But you know, mine's about $250,000 budget. And the Christmas show, guys. And yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, talking about um, vacation movies. Yes, yes, yes. They, I read today why they started having different um, actors portray the children. Because in part two in um, European Vacation, they wanted... Um, Anthony Michael Hall to come back and portray Rusty again, right. but then he went off and did um, Word Science. So then they decided to ah. um, recast um, Aud- Audrey you too. You couldn't do both. Yeah, they wanted to get rid of both kids, yeah. and then they started having different kids in every single movie. Oh wow! Now who was Johnny Galecki in the original films? He was in the um, he was in Christmas Vacation. Okay, Christmas Vacation. So Wait, I still think this is the best one. Did he portray Rusty? Yeah. Okay, so. I think he will be the the rusty in this iteration. Well, I thought he's just going to be um, producing it. Oh, oh, you're right. Okay, very, very, very right. You're very right. It's a very. He's coming up. He's coming back in a different capacity. Yes. Okay. Um, but it'd be fun if he does yeah. come back as Rusty. Yep. 
All right, so I think it's a good time for, uh, if you want to cue that up, yeah, for the Christmas cut for this week. So we'll take a break here on BTB. Um, and then we'll be back and we'll be interviewing Roman Michian. All right, so here we go with the theme song. Where are my dogs at? It is time for King Chachi's Classic Cuts. Holla at your boy. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Where's oh, my Christmas? Oh, the Christmas one. Where's my Christmas intro? Oh, there you go. Oh, oh. Is it one. is time for Chachi's <laughs> Classic Christmas Cuts. Put these chestnuts in your mouth. Chachi. Chachi. Inside of me, inside of me. That's what she freaking says. What, I don't care about say? what you guys say. What does she say? I want Chachi inside of me. What did you say? Oh, it, this is That's wrong. what okay. she says. How long was that commercial? <laughs> damn. God damn it, commercial. Oh, shit. Just saying, that totally sounds like I want Chachi inside of me. She inside of you. Every you time I hear it, that's what it says. What? I want. I want Chachi inside of me. See, it's like music to my ears. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Chachi. So you every every year, every Christmas show, you pick a selected Christmas cut, correct? And you can pull up on YouTube. Yeah. So tell us about. Why don't you introduce the cut? All right. Well, every year it's, it's hard to find a different Christmas song every year that's not "Last Christmas" by Wham. (laughs) <laughs> um, but you know, this year, you know, we lost a lot of um, great artists. Like, um, and one of them was Eddie Money. And so, man, yeah. And so I googled to see if he did any Christmas songs. Sure enough, he did a Christmas song with Ronnie Spector. Now, Ronnie Spector and him did a song together called "Take Me Home Tonight." And yes. Ronnie Spector was Love the that one that song. sang Love that "Be My song. Little Baby." So they actually um, recorded a Christmas song together, which is kind of like almost like a sequel to "Take Me Home Tonight." So I figured since we lost any money this year, what better Christmas song would it be than to have this one? And it's called Take you find it? Me Home Tonight. It's not Take Me Home Tonight. No, everybody to where we were the night before. Okay. That's not how it goes, but <laughs> this is Everybody Loves <laughs> Christmas by Eddie Money, the late Eddie Money, and Rodney Spector, who's still alive. All right, here we go. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. 
All right, guys, we welcome a special guest of the, the evening. He's an up-and-coming actor that you can see in Apple TV's The Morning Show, starring Jennifer Aniston. In fact, he plays Jennifer's muscle, bodyguard, chauffeur, if you will. Ooh, that sounds hot. We have yes. Roman Matichian on the line. What's up, Roman? Hey, what's up, guys? Good evening. How you doing? <laughs> Good to have you on Below the Belt Show. Thank you. We were saying um, before you called in how a lot of us would love to guard Jennifer Aniston's body. Yeah, we, we love Jennifer, don't we? <laughs> we <don't laughs> awesome. Yes, we do. <laughs> what, is it, what is it like working with such, such an amazing personality? Obviously, a lot of us loved her in Friends and a lot of her other films. And now we get to see her in this amazing uh, Apple TV series. How do you like working with Jen? Uh, she's wonderful. She's awesome. So is, there's uh, Reese Witherspoon as well. Yeah. So uh, it's a great team, Steve Carell. But, uh, I mean, mostly I work with Jen. And she's just awesome. She's been nice, nice to me, respectful, uh, professional. Uh, I mean, I think it's, for me, it was, uh, you know, one of these things. Growing up, watching all these great movies, boom, you're working with her. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's got to be a surreal feeling. I, I, um, as a member of the Screen Actors Guild, I was lucky enough to get invited to a screening Q&A reception in New York City for the morning show. And it was awesome to watch the pilot episode, the first episode on the big screen. Um, and, of Bye. course, mingle with some of the actors that uh, came uh, to the after party, which is pretty cool. But I got to say, man, what a great series on apple tv and it's the first apple tv that are uh that's nominated for golden globe and sag awards right yeah yeah and it just got picked out for season two uh looking forward for that you know go back and work and do some more stuff i mean i think it's amazing it's uh kind of lucky you know lucky to be part of that yeah man great actors great directors attached uh, creator Mimi Leader, she's awesome. I mean, I want to just keep throwing names out there, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, drop them, drop them like it's hot. Cast and crew, you know. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm just lucky, you know. I'm a lucky guy. So oh yeah, no say? doubt. Well, tell us about the audition process of landing the role of Sam. How how'd that go? Oh well, he uh, audition process. So uh, there was about I would say eight to ten guys up for it, and. Okay. Uh, and I, I end up getting it, but uh, since Jen, she was all, she's also an executive producer on it, so it was her okay as well. I mean, she had. Um, she's a producer, isn't she? Because throughout the show, I'm with her. She's yeah, she's. So I'm thankful, uh, Mimi Leader, of course. I mean, it, it's it's. It was like anonymous vote for Roman Medician, and I got it. So it was fun. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying I'm, I was lucky, you know. Just saw the reels, and, you know, I met the creator, and then I got introduced to Jen. And okay. this, is, this is Roman. She welcomed me. And, um, she's like, you mind leaving goatee for this spot? I'm like, yeah, of course, whatever you want. <laughs> you got to so remove good. the goatee, huh? Yeah, no, she said, you know, I like the goatee if you can keep it or, you know, to be different. I said, absolutely, you know. Oh, okay. Um, she actually we just it. went okay. from that. Yeah, okay. it was fun. That's it rad, was man. That's rad. 
Awesome. Yep. Awesome. So, wow. I mean, we got to talk about the premise of the, the show because it kind of touches on the Me Too movement that's happening lately. I thought um, it totally did. I thought yeah. the entire show it? centered around it. Yeah. So, could you tell us maybe where the inspiration was in particular? Was it Matt Lauer? Do you know who the inspiration was for Steve Carell's character? Well, you know what? Steve Carell is such a wonderful actor. Um, for, for him, he can pull off anything at that moment. He's such right. a nice guy. Um, to, to, I mean, the way they created the show, uh, you get the script, you go through the, you know, the writing is so great. So mm -hmm. for him to do whatever he wants to come up and, and, and play that part, and it's so much politics and talking about, I mean, it's a bizarre dilemma. At the same time, it's so good. Um, you just want to keep watching it because their performance is just off the hook, you know. So, yeah, just season two, you know, just keep your eyes open. Just I'm just noticing your accent, something. and I just wanted yeah. to say, Privyat Kaktila. No, uh, he's Armenian. I know, but he's lived for four years. And did uh, you not study? You studied acting, and you had a four-year stay in Moscow. Hello. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of not. You had a four-year stay, stay in Moscow. Oh yeah. Well, it, um, I was born in Armenia. I lived there, and then I moved to Russia, and. After Russia, I came to U.S. That's a different story. Okay, so, so <laughs> one more time, more time for you. I'll tell you more about it. One so more time. I Privyet. Privyet, Kaktela. I'm sorry, you, you're cutting off. Privyet, Kaktela. Oh, привет, как дела? Oh, okay, good, I got it. That's my dear friend. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Eating seeds is a pastime yep. activity. Yep. Yeah, the toxicity of the city is a city. So we yeah, love yeah, Sister yeah, Down over here. We got to bring up Sister Down because in addition to acting, you will direct <laughs> your first feature, a teen horror thriller, with Serge Tank in a system of a down. That's, that's awesome. It, that's it. That's how you got. Yep, yep. yep. He's, uh, like I said, he's a family to me. He's a good, dear friend of mine. Um, and, you know, I approached him. I said, can you score my film? You know, he said, absolutely, whatever you need. So we're just prepping for that. Hopefully, we'll get started sometime next year, early next year, or meet some sometime. So... Uh, we're in a stage of second second draft on the script. It's coming along, and I did direct before like small short films. Okay, but this would be my first feature. Um, wow! What can you tell us? Uh, the yeah. title? What actors you have involved? Uh, well, it's called One Way, okay. and it's a teenage teenage thriller, horror thriller. 
and I really want to touch um, some people's heart, especially the young generation, what nice. they go through and what mistakes they should not make because the world is not in a safe place. Don't be naive and right. don't trust anyone. So I don't want to give out more, but um, it's it's my story. It's based on some true events, but uh, I have a great writer, Katrine okay. King, and she's writing. And um, casting, you know, I'm, I'm, I have some good roles in there. I have okay. Danny Trejo will be Danny part Trejo, of it. Danny Trejo, uh, yes! We love yeah, Danny Trejo. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, He's awesome. You know, uh, but... You know, we'll see how it goes with casting, but I just need good actors. I mean, okay. that's all. Is there I want. someone, I really... the, anyone in the teen cast that you really want? Any young actors that you would love to have in this film? Uh, yes and no, but this is so specific. So I will, I will need to really sit down and and reach out okay. because it's all about four girls and they're all different ethnicities. They end up going, you know, college together. So cool, and then. They do cross-country uh, for fun, and one girl survives. So oh, it's wow. kind of... Ooh, that's yeah. a little too much information. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I gave you I gave you a lot more than you need to know. I think, good. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll de- de- yeah. definitely look for it. I love how you you do both the, um, the acting in front of the camera, and you also have stunt work, and now you're also doing some directing, which... It's a great to be a multifaceted right. artist, and I think that's that's that speaks volumes. Stunts come handy to me because of my martial arts background. Yes, so I used to fight professionally, so I did. I don't do anything crazy. Like I have such a lot of great stuntman friends, and they do all this crazy stuff. And no, don't call me for that because <laughs> my stunts are very limited. Fights, weapons, sweep. You know, I think every actor should. Um, be able to do these things, you right. know. It's, uh, I think every producer and directors want to work with these actors because they want to be. If your act, if your role requires an action, you should be able to do those things, you know. Yeah. So, it's, I really encourage every actor to take some martial arts classes, uh, weapons, and whatever. So you name it. Yeah, and it saves on the budget because they can do the uh, the fight chore- choreography budget, and acting. You know, for your character, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I've I've done all these three movies with Bruce Willis. At the moment, it's going. One is called Trauma Center, and I get hired to do a bunch of stuff. And and I played the first movie with him, and I was the the Russian gangster. The second one, I was a, a, a Mexican cartel sleazy guy who is in the <laughs> hotel, and then um, the third one, I'm a detective right by him, you know, so things can change in your life yes. as you play all these characters, so that's what I'm saying, so you have to go to school and work hard, Yes, really, really put that time into it. Love it. So you've been playing the, the bad guy a lot in a lot of your projects. Yeah, yeah, you know, based on your look, it's called typecasting. Have you heard of Hollywood? They yeah. typecast you. Yeah. So when they, t- <laughs> so it's all good though. I'm 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 really lucky. I'm happy working with all these great great people. They give me opportunities. Yeah. Um, I can go on with names, uh, even star names. They're really good friends. They they throw my name, and next thing you on their project, I really do appreciate. And um, end of the day, just remember, it's all about relationships. That's all it is. Awesome. 
So I'm seeing here a couple episodes of Homeland that you'll be doing that looks really amazing uh, because Homeland is such a great show. And it looks like you have yep. a couple episodes coming up where you pay a Taliban. So I guess you're playing a terrorist type in uh, – are you allowed Absolutely. to say? Absolutely. Okay. Well, here's how it happens. I'll tell you what it is. So when I get cast to do a Taliban, of course, you get there, your face is halfway closed and you're doing your thing. They barely see you. We, right. we shot all that in um, Big Bear. So next thing, of course, we, as we speak, I get the calls like, Roman, you speak Russian, right? And I go, yeah. You mind shaving and putting yourself on tape for this role? I'm like, okay, sure. You guys know I He goes, yeah, don't worry about it. We didn't even see you. I was like, wow, great. Next thing, I got this Russian part, which mm. was the season eight, last episode, last day of the shoot. Wow. I was there for a week. So, boom, there you go. So, this is film business. You know, people trust you. They want to work with you. I mean, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's a blessing. Yeah, and it seems like things are just really heating up. 2019 and 2020 for you, of course. Let's talk about some other cool things you've done. You work with Jim Carrey, who's... One of my absolute favorites. Um, I, I'm a fan of all of his work from his early work in Living Color to, of course, his stuff on Kidding. And, of course, you played a balloon vendor uh, character. How did, yep. you enjoy, <laughs> <laughs> how did you like your experience uh, working on Kidding? Uh, so I, I tried to pull off this Taliban role on Balloon Guy. It didn't work. So I had to be just me. <laughs> uh, so it was Jim Carrey, I think, uh, absolute phenomenal, yes. uh, professional, uh, such an amazing man. I mean, uh, y- 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 everybody watched Tom and Dahmer and every other yes, movie, right? Yes, one of my favorites. So, and then you were working with him, so I was like, please, God, please, God, let him be the nice guy. And boom, he's very nice guy. <laughs> he's super cool. Because some actors you grow up watching, right. like, man, I love this guy. And then you work with him. I'm not going to throw names. And he's <laughs> okay, guys. Like, I wish I never <laughs> I want to know a name. <laughs> it, uh, it crushed my dream. It's like, fuck it. Man. I know. I know. I can name an actress. You know what? I'm going to tell <laughs> You know, I'm going to put her on blast because... All the other cast members of this particular film were amazing sweethearts. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson of Pitch Perfect, when I worked on Pitch Perfect, not the nicest girl. Uh-huh. I don't know if she was having a bad day, but, uh, you know, there, I mean, there's always a one in that, you know, kind of crushes your your uh, hopes that they would be an amazing person. But, uh, but uh, yeah. Here's how I see it. When you work with someone for just one day, you walk in. They're having a bad day. I understand. We all have bad days. Right. It's all good. But when, you, when you're when you one of the cast and you're working, you know, seven days, five days, you're, you're, you're recurring on it, or right. you're there more than three, four days, and you see that person is just a, is just a douchebag or he's an asshole, there's no explanation. Yeah. There's no bad days for five days. So give yes. me a break. Yes. I don't buy that. I agree. So, oh, you know what's even worse? Whether you're a nice person or not, so... What's worse than people being an asshole? People that are aloof, that are just like, just think they're just so much better than everybody. That's another thing I can't stand. So that yeah, happens. I get to their head, but end of the day, let's not forget. When we cut our finger, it bleeds the same color. There you go. So these these people forget that. Absolutely. So let's be humble, work hard, 
and be respectful. Simple as that. You know, people, you know, they, they like you because of your work. Sometimes, right. but they work with you. Please be professional. Please be humble. Yeah. Please be respectful. Amazing words, man. Do your best. Roman, Listen, everybody good. talks about Christian Bell. Now, Christian Bell, I work with him in, on The Promise. They said, oh, I think he's an asshole. No, he's not. He's not an asshole. He's just straight to the point. Christian I love Bell, the guy. Yes. I think, yeah, he's mm-hmm. such a nice guy. And this was uh, the he promise that you worked on, yes. About the yeah, he doesn't joke around, that's all. I mean, you got to respect his work. That's that's totally fine. But when someone is an asshole, it's an asshole. Done. Simple yeah. as that. All right. That makes sense. Well, let's talk about Keanu Reeves because I hear the complete opposite of the asshole when I, when I hear Keanu. I hear, like, the most amazing, very cool. I mean, he's just – Keanu Reeves has so much praise. And I saw that you work with him in John Wick Chapter 3. Yep. Chapter three. So, John Wick, uh, uh, Keanu Reeves is one of my idols. So I would say uh, I did some research before I got to the set, and I knew I knew he's a uh, one of a kind and such a humanitarian. This guy is just one of these. Um, he's an amazing human being. Mm-hmm. So when you get to the set, you work with him. Such a professional. He will come and ask you, what do you think we should do this? And I'm looking at him, I was like, that's Keanu Reeves asking me, asking my opinion. Wow. That's, that's huge. That's mind huge. blown, mind blown. Not because he doesn't know, but he respects your opinion. That's that's what we're what, that's what we're looking for. And, and that's a class act. Yeah, that's a class, that's a class act, act, man. I love that. I love hearing that. It's just, you know, he just became America's sweetheart recently. Um, you know, just because of the things that he said, encouraging women's rights and things, and he got on that. And now, you know, he's we're going to see him in Bill and Ted's. We're going to see another Matrix movie. And, uh, he, and he's just an amazing human, a hard worker, by the way. Yeah. So he's one of those guys. If you, if, if I mean, anonymously, he's been helping Children's Hospital and this and that. People don't know this, but when you do your research, you understand. Yep. You know, a lot of people will, will, will go to Africa or will go to these uh, very poor families, take a picture and put it on social media. I don't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you're, taking, you're taking your fame on their suffering. So yeah. does that make you a really good person? No. So Keanu Reeves is opposite of this. This guy does things anonymously. Mm-hmm. If you're doing something for society, for humans, for, for, for the love of God, you do it for yourself. The only for yourself, so God will bless you. Not people will bless you. You're on Instagram. Hey, I'm with these kids, and they're so poor, and I just gave them five dollars. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. So, that's my message. That's um, I love it. I love it. And we don't want to. Oh, and we don't want to get on your bad side, Roman, because I'm uh, seeing on your IMDb you actually <laughs> were on the Ultimate Fighter um, as a trained MMA fighter. Oh, uh, how, how did you enjoy your your stint on that? Uh, I guess that UFC uh, reality show, yeah, I guess. Ultimate yeah. Fighter, it's a reality show. Yeah. It's uh, 16, 16 different guys. They get into this house. They're, most of them are meatheads, and I will call them as meatheads <laughs> because uh, they are. And some are very uh, intelligent and educated guys, but most of them are meatheads. So um, I was lucky to be part of it. Uh, when I was fighting and doing my MMA career, I have 15 and 3 
professional record. So for wow, me it was, 15 and 3 professional uh, record. That's awesome. Yeah, so I was like thinking, okay, uh, I'm still going to fight, but I want to fight for the biggest organization, which is UFC. And yes. I got lucky. I, I, You know, Dana White gave me a shot. And, you know, I was there for a short period of time. But, uh-huh. you know, it was blessing. Uh, for me as an immigrant, came from Armenia. And next thing you're in UFC. And then and then next thing you're, you know, you're working in Hollywood with such a great, great big actors as like, uh, you know, Bruce Willis or Sylvester Stallone right. on Escape Plan Through. You know, growing up watching Rocky and Rambo, come on. Yes. Next thing you're like, hey, I'm, ra- oh my God, you know, bow down. You know, this is like, that's Rocky, you know. So it, it's very exciting, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm just blessed every day we get up. We just got to be thankful. I said, thank you, Jesus, every day. What can I say? I love know? it. So tell tell me about, um, so you go into UFC. What Do you, do you start getting these Hollywood roles and you're deciding maybe it's better to walk away from the UFC? Or uh, I'm just curious about... Uh, why you walked away from the UFC? There was a point for me, I had a um, little more than one injury, and that kind of stopped me, you know, continuing. Also, you know, it's a young young man's game, so when you're in your 20s and early 30s, it's still okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm just 41 right now. Can Got I it. still fight? I think so. Uh, do I take a challenge? Sure. Hell it yeah. That makes sense. You know, gotta make sense. But for me, I'm not calling out, you know, all those <laughs> UFC champions here. But uh-huh. you know, there's nothing to prove. Is there anybody? And, and pe- is there anybody you want to have yeah. a fight with that you haven't fought yet? Well, the first, uh, one of the fights I I lost to this guy. Uh, I begged him to give me a you know rematch for two years, okay. and he said, "Look, because I was beating his ass for three rounds." And last 10, 15 seconds, he caught me on my temple. I got knocked out. I opened my eyes. The referee is right on top of me. I said, what happened? Did I win? He goes, no, you got knocked the fuck out. I said, great. They took me to a hospital. So after that, I was begging this guy. I said, hey, man, give me, give me a rematch. Give me a rematch. He never gave me a rematch because he was smart. And he said, you know, what do you want from me? Get away from me. You know, it was my day. I said, look, congratulations. You won. But I want a rematch, and he never did. He never gave me a rematch. Yeah, well, let's keep that. So, I, he's down fighting. I mean, I don't want to go. And but sometimes there's this uh, a scar in your in your life. You're like, oh man, I wish I had the rematch. I wish I yeah. did this. You know, one of those things. But you gotta let go and enjoy the present. Okay. So this is more important. Is there anyone that you have a grudge with, either in the MMA world or the acting role that you wouldn't mind fighting in the octagon? <laughs> you know, uh, I'll tell you, as a human, human, uh, as a human being, um, I don't let these people get on my, you know, bad side okay. unless they see me. But they can say things whatever they want unless they don't have the balls to tell you right, in, you know, in front of your face. Then doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. So I don't let. Things. If you don't pay attention to things people say, there is no power to it. That's how I look at it. Okay. There is no power to it. I love it. So people can talk, people can say things, but if you don't pay attention, there is no power. That well said, Roman. That was awesome, Roman. <laughs> wow. So, um, 
We uh, really appreciate you calling into Below the Belt show. Are you looking forward to the upcoming holiday? Yes. Uh, Christmas yes. is big. Uh, uh, me as an Armenian, we do two Christmas. Yes. And uh, we do two New Year's. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, I want to be Armenian we now. Do the, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, I bet you do because there's a lot of, lot of food, my friend. you got to eat and drink. Nice. So, can I invite the Kardashians? <laughs> <laughs> I met them. They're nice. They're you met nice. them? <laughs> of course. I love of it. Of course. Yeah. yeah. You got to support the fellow Armenians, no doubt. Yep. Yeah. So awesome. It, it, it's great, man. Christmas coming up and Happy New Year's and all the blessings 2020. Awesome. And I just heard Trump got impeached. Hey, well, God bless is America. That news? What can you say? Is that well, a, is yeah, it official? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. wow, this is breaking news. No, it is earlier. breaking news. Wow. <laughs> so. Unbelievable. Wow. Roman, it was an amazing uh, interview talking with you. Of course, Apple TV's The Morning Show. Um, now, it's not like Netflix. All episodes are dropped. There's just a couple episodes uh, that are available now, right? Yes, it, well, it's on Apple TV, and, and it's going to go. I mean, Apple dropped so much money into this show, so it's uh, it's just going to get bigger and bigger. So keep watching. Awesome. Well, if you could, Roman, before we let you go, let us know who you are. Uh, throw out a, a plug for the morning show, and then let us know you're on Below the Belt, and maybe a Merry Christmas or you know, Happy Holidays, whatever yep. you want at the end. All right. First of all, Roman Medician here. Uh, you can find me, Google me, Roman Medician, on social media as well, uh, Hollywood Roman on Instagram. And I want to wish Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and Happy New Year to Below the Belt. Thank you for having me on the air, guys. God bless you all. Stay safe and be healthy. Yeah. Wow. Roman, thanks so much. That was awesome. Have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. And best wishes for 2020. We, we look forward to Homeland, checking you out on Homeland. Please do. And Please maybe, do. And Trauma Center. Trauma, Trauma Center? Center with Blue Bruce Willis. Yep. And, of course, Check it out. hopefully season two of The Morning Show, too, right? Fingers crossed. Yep. All right. Yep. Thanks so much, That's Roman. It. That was amazing. Thanks. Have a good night. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye-bye. You, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was Roman Batichian, Armenian actor, former MMA fighter, who plays the bodyguard chauffeur of Jennifer Aniston in The Morning Show. So, What a great gig. Right? Man. Um, guys, we have some, uh, uh, I guess, breaking news. Uh, the deeply divided House of Representatives took the historic step to impeach Donald Trump. Charging a president with high crimes and misdemeanors for just the third time in American history. The uh, House vote, voted almost entirely along party lines for two articles of impeachment to remove the president from office, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, sending the state to the Senate for a trial expected to start next month. Yes! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> The impeachment votes uh, marked the culmination of a sprawling and rapidly moving three-month Democratic investigation. The uh, allegations that the president pressured Ukraine to investigate his political rivals 
while withholding U.S. security assistance and a White House meeting. The House voted 231 to 197 Damn. to charge. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So 33 um, um, over, um, I guess, the... The, the, the yays, uh, 33 yays, uh, more yays than no. It was no's. by party line. So except what for, is your... Except for a few Democrats um, voted no. Okay. Um, so the the votes were largely sp- split on party lines. Just two Democrats voted against oh, two. both okay, parties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, that was uh, Representative Colin Peterson of Minnesota and Jeff Van Drew of New Jersey was expected to soon switch parties. A third rep, Jared Golden of Maine, voted one impeachment article. Um, so I guess what's next is it goes to trial. So Trump is still officially president. Yeah, of course. Uh, right. Impeachment doesn't mean you're removed from office. It's just like right. a trial. It's a trial. But okay. but it goes to the Senate, and the Senate is mm-hmm. mostly um, Republican. So it's, 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 it's really just symbolic. It's not Nothing's ever going to happen. So in your prediction, you feel... Um, this trial will still result in Trump uh, still uh, holding presidency. Of right? course, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's going it's going to the Senate, and the Senate is majority Republican, and mm-hmm. they're not going to remove him. Yeah, and I, I recall the earlier things. So, the, obviously, this leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Um, a lot of people that that were, you Who know, against Trump. The, the VP. Who's the VP? Pence. Uh, that's that's Mike Pence. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, how do y'all feel about VP? Not good at all. <laughs> We're talking about Trump's impeachment, uh, Savvy. Breaking oh, news. Oh, you know I wanted to get in on this one. Just happened. Oh. Uh, <laughs> just announced, just announced an hour ago. Trump uh, officially yes, impeached, impeached um, in a yes! House vote of 230 to 197. Who's that? I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, but the Republicans are going to acquit him. So that's what Chachi alluded to earlier. The pub- Republicans Republican, p- Republicans are going to acquit him, and he's going to run for 2020. And I love you guys, but if he wins the presidency for 2020, I'm moving to England. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend and I have discussed this. I've applied for jobs in the okay. UK. <laughs> you <laughs> no, and all the people that moved I'm to Canada last time, right? <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I've applied for jobs in the UK. Yeah. I've been applying you have for... family in England, too. Yeah, right? I have family in the UK. I'm a British citizen, so I could actually move there if I wanted to. I'd move there no matter um, who was president. Hmm? I'd probably move there no matter who was president. Um, I, love, I love England. It's one of my favorite places. Yeah, I love it. Right now, they're kind of fucked because of the Brexit. And they're like, oh, wait, all of our goods are coming kind through Ireland? You oh, mean yeah. kind of fucked over Brexit? Yeah, they're like, oh, wait, all of our goods. Do y'all know about Brexit right now? Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. yeah. Chachi yeah. does. Speak on it. Speak on it. Chachi, what do you know about Brexit? I mean, I don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> They can do whatever they want to really? do. Really? That's fucked up to see. What? I don't care about it? <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Come on, man. No, no, they voted for it. They can do whatever they want. I don't care. Huh. But all their goods are coming through Ireland, which they mm-hmm. did not. I don't know what they were thinking. Let's fight. But, um, yeah, like, y'all like fresh vegetables from eight days ago? Go for it. You know? Brexit. <laughs> but you know what? I the American dollar since the British pound has gone down so much in value. Right. It really won't be that much of a headache to move there. Okay. There you go. And now Koki, I know we're going to get to your segment soon cuz Koki is going to be leaving the building. Koki's going to burst if we don't get his Christmas song. So, out. uh before we get to uh this is the that main amazing thing the part, which is yes. great. Do you have any um thing to say about Trump's impeachment? 
I'm glad that he finally got impeached because he's going to get exactly what he deserves. I hope he gets arrested. I hope they get his... Merry Christmas. There's tax (laughs) returns. And they show that Trump's... uh, They show that Trump's... uh, They show that Trump's a fraud. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. You love me. You really like me. Wow. That was breaking news, guys, here on Below the Belt. So I guess we'll turn that historic news into a historic Christmas moment as BTB's own Koki will be serenading us in the holiday spirit that he knows best. Um, <laughs> and that is through Christmas cheer. And the song? Once again, it's U2. Christmas cheer. U2's Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, re-entitled Baby, Please Come On Me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right? Christmas cheer, Christmas smear. And here, here we go for this song. It's Christmas, baby. Please come on me. Yeah. <laughs> the coke is coming down. I'm watching it fall to the ground. Lots of hoes around. Baby, please come home. On me. The coke dealer is in town. He's painting the town. What a happy sound. Baby, please come with me while I bang you under the tree. I'm gonna come in your halls while you're playing with my balls. But it's not like Christmas at all. If you don't lick my balls, crystal meth on the tree. I'm going to take some after I pee. You should be here with me. Baby, please come when you get home. Baby, please come on me. While we fuck under the Hanukkah tree, I'm going to come in your halls. While you're playing with my balls, but it's not like Christmas at all. If you don't lick my balls, if there was a way you could actually pay for the drugs on Christmas Day, baby, please come home. Maybe please come home when you get on me Baby, please come home. Baby, please come on me. Baby, baby, please give me some. Hey, ladies, hold on. Merry Christmas. 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 Merry Christm
Yes, man. That shit was hard. That shit was hard. Okay. That was shit was fire, son. Did you <laughs> say Hanukkah tree? Yes. Of course. I have to sneak in a little <laughs> bit of the other part of the holidays. Now it's fine. Yes. Yeah. Happy fine for the Christmas holidays. now. Doesn't it feel like yes, it now? Yes, yes. Now that you hear Christmas. Happy holidays. Put me right in the Christmas spirit. All of you. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everyone. And happy Kwanzaa. Thank yeah. you, Kogi. All right. Well, Kogi <laughs> is going to be leaving the building, uh, so we're going to take no. class. I know, right? Kogi, you have to leave us, right? And I, I hope do, you do. all right. love us. So we're going to take a, another we'll Christmas cut break, guys. This is another Christmas song, Winter Wonderland by Tony <laughs> Bennett and Lady Gaga. We'll be back. Stay is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along, walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow, we can build a snowman and pretend that he is passing round. He'll say, Are you married? We'll say, No, man. But you can do the job when you're in town. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. All right, we're back, guys. We're back. Are you are you throwing shade? You want to go in the director's chair? Somebody should join in the director's chair. I'm not chair. throwing shade. I'm just saying I'm done with bitchy girls and I want some sweetie pies in my life. Fuck like them Fuck that way, I won't have to stalk her online anymore. Oh my god! Stalk me in real life. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I can stalk her in real life, and uh, she'll totally wanna... be cool with it because we're like friends and stuff. All I'm right. pretty sure she don't just still does it. Scared though, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Does Sarah look scared to you because she just looks happy to me? Yeah, I'm excited actually. <laughs> <laughs> excited, right? Excited and terrified. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how every dom session starts out. Oh Jesus. <laughs> And you think I'm kidding. <laughs> so what do you think <laughs> of Cokie's Christmas, Christmas show? And uh, Cokie has left the Co- building. Christmas cut. He left Cokie the building. left the building. Sad face. So we're just going to ca- throw out a couple more Hollywood headlines. We need to put all the um, all the Cokie songs into one album. Yeah, right. That would Remember be awesome. That would I be would be actually lit. buy that. I have like 20 I would actually buy a Cookie Out Christmas album. I mean, it would be like, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, listen to my friend. He's such a great singer. I totally like But I would be like, oh my God, listen to this CD. It's hilarious. I don't know how he does it without laughing. He sings it um, so seriously. Yeah. He sings it well, very when seriously. Own, when you like, write your own jokes, you tend not to laugh. I don't it's know, a comedian's he, thing. Yeah, but he like... I laugh at all my own jokes. You, you should get never, the ball running. You should never laugh at your own joke. You should never laugh at your own joke. Yeah, it's almost like liking your own comments on Facebook. Yeah, oh, yeah oh, I totally do that oh, too because I'm yeah, like... Yeah, you do. Like, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like Jimmy back and Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I love you, Hold on, hold on. Do you ever talk to yourself and then 
I think you know that yourself. already. <laughs> if you answer, Have you never heard problem. me oh, yeah, chuckling yeah. to myself in the bathrooms oh. at the house? Because I talk to myself. I have like full long conversations. <laughs> like I have heard that. <laughs> She's weak. She's cracking herself up. I cra- I literally crack myself up. I can see I'm that. like, God, I'm so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, throw out a couple more Hollywood headlines, guys. Um, so Lapita Nyong'o will be starring in a new limited series called Americana. I heard about that Lupita Nyong'o. She's hot as Oh, my <laughs> God. She is beautiful. Her skin yeah. is like glistening chocolate Listening in the evening it, sun. It's like special oh, dark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wakanda for life. So this will be Wakanda. on HBO Max. As you know, HBO is having the Us was good. streaming platform. And, yeah, she's a star of Us. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Marza made so. me watch it, and it was really good. So this is going to be different than HBO? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to have all the HBO originals. Plus Warner Brothers content and more original series Wait, that you're what not going to find on HBO, HBO Max, oh, HBO Max. for all that shit. <laughs> so wait, you got to be like actually you can get HBO, but if you want to be extra special, you got to get HBO, HBO Max. Max. Yeah. What you guys are little criminals. Unbelievable, isn't it? Hey yo, banging on the door. Are they the only back? ones who've done that? I don't know, but are you going to check this show out? Even Disney's like, you love Disney Plus. Check out Disney Plus. I do love me some Lupita. Yeah. Oh, girl. Girl. Why your skin so silky? Why your teeth so white? Why are you so delicious? I don't know. Did Koki forget something? Yeah. He must have. Okay. He's, he's coming. Okay. I don't know, and I'm not trying to argue about it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, this Americana is based on a best-selling novel. Tells the story of Ifemilu, a young, beautiful, self-assured wo- woman raised in Nigeria, who as a teenager, teenager falls in love, love with her classmate. So what's it called? America- Americana. Oh, I thought he said America. Oh, I thought it was. Uh, she also wrote a or children's what? book Wakanda. called. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Wakanda. Wakanda. America Wakanda. America Wakanda. As you know, she is in Black Wakanda Panther, for yeah. life. Uh, and Uzo Aduba from uh, Orange is <laughs> the Black will be in it as well. The Irish chick? <laughs> the Irish girl from Orange is the New Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, Crazy cool. eyes, Josh. You know. oh, crazy, crazy eyes. eyes. I like yeah. crazy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> crazy eyes? Yeah. I Did you finish the once. final season of that? My whole life. Um, yes, I did. <laughs> so who was funny. Irish Finally. Please. Oh, we, we're going back to movies. Um, the the yes. Irishman was three and a half hours. I haven't watched it yet. Of just really? excitement, man, on so many levels. Um, the amount of the great storytelling. Um, and it had to be three and a half hours to tell the the, the story arc. I think it it really needed to be that that Every long. Every person that was in there, I looked up when they got mm-hmm. assassinated. Just you don't, know. don't run it for me. I haven't seen it yet, though. But All right. yeah, yeah, look it up. You have to look it okay. up. Okay, it, it's pretty gnarly. Well, without any out. spoilers, I think um, all the actors are, are certainly deserving of of either the Oscar nod, the Golden Globe, the SAG Award, whatever. Certainly de- uh, deserving of the awards that they're being nominated for. All right, cool. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you, though, Robert De Niro um, did not get nominated by That's the Golden Globes. crazy. But Al, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci did. Pesci, mm, they one. forgot about Al. Wow. Yeah, but, but Robert, no. Oh, no, they forgot about Robert. Yeah. That's crazy. Bobby. Bobby De Niro. Bobby. Yeah. Huh. Orlando Jones was let go from the series American Gods 
Apparently, the showrunner thinks his angry character sends the wrong message for black America. Mm. What? Yeah. So apparently, it's like a for character. Orlando Bloom, Orlando hey, Jones. Don't, don't come here. Orlando here, Jones. Is oh, okay. I totally Gods. missed I that. I was like, I'm very that watch the show now because American Gods. Because he, he uh, got fired from the show. Yeah. So like, what, what? What? What do you know about his character? Because apparently, they thought he showed uh, African Americans in a negative light. I don't know much about his character. Mm-hmm. I, I don't watch the show personally at okay. all. Um, I just saw my Facebook feed and yeah. my friends were all like, I'm not going to watch the show now. Wow. Are you not going to watch They're it? They're not going to watch it because yeah. he's gone. Because, because right. they fired Orlando Jones, which apparently the uh, the showrunners are saying. Hey, who the fuck is it? Orlando Jones? I don't know. I was thinking <laughs> Orlando Bloom. Uh, Orlando Jones is an actor. You might know him from a lot I was of... very, very confused because well, you the, said the Orlando Jones. Mad TV. Was he on the Sprite commercials? Sprite commercial. Okay. Yeah, but you can see how my confusion started Orlando thinking that Jones. you were talking about Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. Bloom. <laughs> the black guy had like, all the afro. Orlando Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he's, playing a, so he's playing a character. So they, he's a black man playing a character. So they fired him saying that he's portraying. Saying the, uh, sending the wrong message for black America. Well, he's not, he's not portraying all black America. Wasn't well, he just portraying a character? He's portraying a character. Yeah. I mean, what's... But, you, so... You just brought up the Irish... A fucking black person? You just brought up the Irish, man. Like, um... Yeah. Weren't they all, like, ethnic characters on there? They don't know. That were criminals? That's a that's a solid point. Yeah, I mean... That's I, a solid I, argument. So, the a rep for showrunner, uh, Charles Eggers, Not every black says, actor can be Rosa Parks. So, the showrunner is disagreeing with... Him. He was a ne- Or Harry Tubman. Hey, Sabrina, he's a Negro League. See, and there you go. That's probably why. How many other male, <laughs> black male leads are in that I shouldn't show? have said that. I'm joking. I think he was the only one. <laughs> oh, it's only one. So there you go. Yeah. That's why. We didn't like the way the black male portrayed black America, so we're going to let him go. So they're saying, We think that we could do it better with a white guy. Maybe like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know, Johnny Depp. So this is what Robert the rap, Downey Jr. This is what the showrunner is saying. They don't agree. They said that, that, that Jones is wrong and that the actor was not brought back due to changing the storylines. That's, oh. that's what they're saying. So it's the actor's fault that the rating portrayed the character that he played. So so that's their spin on and, it, I guess. I believe Orlando Jones. Um, my spin on this know. is you guys wrote the freaking script. If you didn't want <laughs> yeah. him to portray yeah, it like that, yeah, then perhaps you should work yeah, on your own shit, bring it. Talk right. your shit, bring it. Right? That's all I'm trying to say. Right. And you know what? We don't like the way the one black male lead portrays African American culture. No. Well, guess then what? Write your I don't script, like. Damn it. Yeah, write like, a new script. Oh, shit. Why don't you get some other script writers up in here instead of firing? The one of the very few ethnic leads that you have in this show. How about that? Yeah. How about that? I don't what know. America? Yeah, I'm so just saying. Definitely controversy <laughs> surrounding American Gods, which, again, Neil Gaiman, who wrote it, is excellent. I've been reading his comics. All right, Neil, Stand why don't down. you make some shit that's more friendly so. for black people? <laughs> hey, yo, the don't be blaming here. the black actor for just portraying the well, words you wrote. How about this? How about this show? Was it, mm. Is this better, Sabrina? What? Fitty, <laughs> tell me. Fitty set will executive... Fitty. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Huh? <laughs> 50 cent? <laughs> 50 cent. Fitty. Fitty. Don't, don't, don't love it. Don't love it. Is it Fitty set? Fitty. Fitty. <laughs> Fitty. 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 Fitty.
Half fifty. Half dollar. Yo, fifty cent. Fifty cent. Half dollar. Fifty cent. Curtis. Okay, Curtis Jackson. Half dollar. Yes. Will executive produce Trill League, an animated black. What is it? Trill League, an animated black super. Yeah. <laughs> An animated black superhero show mm. for Queeby. Uh, so this is Queeby. You're not serious. What the hell is Queeby? Is an upcoming mobile-only streaming platform. <laughs> mobile-only, only on the cell. That's uh, from Justin. I have Katzenberg. Queeby. What's it called? Wheezy. It's called Queeby. Oh, Wheezy. Queeby. Uh. Que- like a grief to me. I know. That's all I can hear. <laughs> not going to work out. I love me a Queeby. <laughs> I can't help it. Whenever she Queebies, whenever he Queebies, we are Queebies. So Weezy, what? Don't so talk is, to me about Queebies. This is about a legal... This isn't the right <laughs> time or place to talk to me about Queebies. It's a league of black superheroes tasked with saving the world. From monsters, supervillains, and haters of all kinds, in an era of social injustice and internet trolls. Well, what do you what do you <laughs> well, mean? You what go. do I think about that? Yeah, do you, a, do is I this think a little better? Is this a little better? No. Is it a little better? Yeah, yes, it's a lot better. <laughs> Unless they fire <laughs> the white actor. Black superheroes, man. So the black. Yeah, these it's black a lot better. Fight internet trolls. Internet trolls. Jesus, dude. It's a lot better. It's a setting shock. It's a lot better unless. He wrote on something fucking. What was that? Uh, uh, Storm Dreams, <laughs> Static Shock. Hold the mic like this. This. Static shock. This, yeah, yeah. this black superhero okay. deletes Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> that's listen, the It's a lot better <laughs> as long the as they're not. As long as they're not firing the white actor. <laughs> his portrayal <laughs> yeah, of white America. The microphones. <laughs> hey, I, got you. Lot, I got a lot of uh, editing to uh, edit all the end bombs out, man. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. I talk a bunch of shit. Like li- I lined back with <laughs> through a lot of end bombs, but this is different, I guess. <laughs> Uh, let's see. But yeah, it's totally games. fine as long oh. as they don't fire the white actor <laughs> okay. for his portrayal of white America in this That's black fair. series. That's fair. Yeah, that's totally fine. Unless they're like, we don't like us black people. Do not like the way <laughs> this black actor has portrayed this this white actor has portrayed white America. We don't like it at all, mm. and we decided we should get rid of that. Every time you do a crime scene, you smell like cocoa butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 crazy, yo. Too soon, too soon. <laughs> so so another, too soon for the cocoa. Another. Nice dress is like in the corner, but yo, I don't know. Was, we got another cool. show with Queeby. Queeby. It's called Legends of the Hidden <laughs> Temple. Oh, yeah? It Tell us Nickel, more about Nickel, this hidden temple. I can't with the name. <laughs> <laughs> Queeby. Yeah, Queeby. 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 Okay, wait, wait. No, so, no, no, Al. Mm-hmm. Queeby. Queeby. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh. <laughs> doesn't that sound like a porn? No. That doesn't sound like, like a adventure. porn channel? No. It does not, no. Queeby. <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple. Uh, all right, well, the way you say it, yes. Well, yes. it's, okay, it's, yeah, it's Nickelodeon's like <laughs> classic adventure game show yeah. from the 90s is being revived for Queeby. Wait, which Nickelodeon it, TV shows? Or Legends TV? of the Hidden Temple was a 90s. Who the hell, uh, what the hell is to watch that this? from? What? Who's what? getting Queeby to watch this? Well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a revived version. Is that a free platform? Oh, uh, Queeby? Yeah, who's going to subscribe? You're Nobody's right. Nobody's going to subscribe. Unless it's free, right? Yeah. I think they have to make the 
If it's going to be mobile only, yeah, they're going to have to make the subscription. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sounds know. like somebody wants a cheese stick or a dildo. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> so this looks like a cool show mm. on Showtime, not on Queeby. It's called Yellow Jackets. Mm. It's described as equal parts equal part survival epic, horror story, and coming of age drama. It's a team of talented high school age. girls soccer players who survive a plane crash in the Ontario wilderness. The series chronicles their descent from a complicated but sur- thriving team. Two warring cannibalistic clans. Oh, boy. See, oh, that sounds pretty see, cool. See, see I, don't like, I don't like the way that, that program has betrayed women eating each other. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the vague trauma? In high school? Where is the vague trauma? Yeah, they... Yeah. You said vague trauma, right? I think... Coming of age. Coming I know of plenty of women... Coming of age, yeah. Yeah, I know plenty of women who don't eat Shit. each other. And I think that's how they should be portrayed. Okay. <laughs> I think that's how they should be portrayed, too. Yeah. I find it... Frankly, mm-hmm. I find it disgusting. Are you offended? I find yeah, yeah, yeah. it no. incredibly offended. Do you I mean, not see no. my offensive face? I mean, if they want to eat each other, it'd be <laughs> more like in a porn way <laughs> than like a, as a cannibal, right? I think. Yeah. I'm against that <laughs> okay. for women. I think you we can all agree if we're going to cannibalize people, uh-huh. you don't use silverware. Yeah, not I just think it's disrespectful. Yeah. How do you how do you propose you eat? With your hands. With your hands. Okay. Like okay. how they do it traditionally. Uh, is Most that how you do it traditionally? Um, whenever I cannibalize another oh woman, I, was I definitely say most do women it with I know are not cannibals, <laughs> and they're good people. Well, you I know, you know. commit cannibalism every time you drink the hot chocolate at Starbucks. Oh, Ooh. yes, I do. That's cannibalism. I don't know, that, I don't know that's um, racist or. Is all that, I'm trying to say is, because she's. I'm not trying Sabrina, to get a stirrer to do is my hot job. Chocolate. <laughs> I'm just saying because she has black skin. All I'm saying is I'm not trying to get a stirrer <laughs> to do my job. Yeah, this one. Is she is she chocolate? Oh, she white chocolate. She got all kinds of chocolate swirls in there. No, no, no. You you miss all that shit right there. Mm. I don't know. I just heard Sarah and chocolate, and my hair, my mind just went to a whole other world. Oh my god, Sabrina's chocolate. I know it's cool. Sarah's fine with me. Sarah's white chocolate. Like Sabrina's right now. I'm creeping than dudes. I know. But it's okay when it comes you, from you, a cute little she's chick. She's some photographers, right? Oh, you're <laughs> I wouldn't say that. No. I just, just come, come on, this innocent <laughs> face. Sorry, Sarah. Sorry, Sarah. Bounce, the bounce like Guys, I don't look know. at this innocent face. <laughs> yeah. It is very innocent. It's so much better than coming from a construction guy. I'm yeah. like, hey, I love chocolate. Do you like chocolate too? How hey, baby, we get, Sarah. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the chocolate. Chocolate. In the mic, in the mic, <laughs> brother. Any more news, though? <laughs> All right, more news. Van Helsing will be ending. They'll have one Thank more season. Thank God for that. Were you a fan? No. All right, so. <laughs> <they'll>, <laughs> Sorry. You get to sink Could have said that last the drama one more time. See, you know, I don't like the way this. fifth season. I don't like how this yeah. show portrays vampires in a negative light. Why? I don't like how it portrays vampires in a negative you know, light either. I don't think it should portray vampires as a negative, like like they're killers and stuff like that. And there's right. plenty, there's plenty of good vampires out there See, in this country the right today. The fuck they're just trying to share invincibility with the rest of the world. They don't want to kill you; they just want to share immortality with you. So they're portraying vampires in negative light. I don't like it, and I'm against it. I don't like the way they're doing it either. Thank you, Chachi. Thank you for bringing up that very valid point. They should fire the whole cast. Yeah, they should. I agree. Um, my bad. However, I haven't seen it yet. 
Uh, <laughs> Captain Picard himself, the Star Trek Picard, will be returning for a second season. They already decided to renew it before the first episode even airs. Season one hasn't even aired yet. They're already saying, we're just going to green sucks. light. No, the opposite. Oh, they're green lighting. They're green lighting uh, okay. Star Trek Picard before for the Doctor. Yeah, that that's works. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's an inside joke. All right, all right. Star Trek Picard, yes. <laughs> oh, here's some Chachi yeah. news. Yeah, okay. Um, there will be a new Mr. Belding type of character for yes. the NBC oh, Universal's forthcoming peak, uh, streaming service, Peacock. Um, mm. It's going to be John Michael Higgins. He'll be the new head of Bayside High in its upcoming Saved by the Bell reboot. What? No. Yeah. Is a reboot? I can't. Yeah. Saved no, by the Bell you're reboot. You're upsetting yeah. me now. Why are we doing a Saved by the Bell reboot? Well, I think there's gonna they're gonna is it gonna be no. a reboot or is it gonna be uh, fan servicing for the original? Well, it's gonna be the original people are gonna be in it. Like, is right. it? Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. Mark Paul Gossler, when I met him the other month, he said mm-hmm. they would start filming. Oh my god, in I'm so jealous. Um, was wait. that at Rhode Island? Yeah, Rhode Island. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm gonna yeah. need you to tell me a little bit more about this Mark <laughs> Paul Gossler meeting. But I'm Zach sorry, Morris, Zach Morris. Uh, um, that was my first yeah. kiss. Of course it was with my television, but who cares? It was my first kiss. Every time the credits rolled, I was like, it's all right. Ah." Oh, my God. Sabrina, did you literally lick your television screen? I mean, I was young, okay? It was totally acceptable at that age. It was last week. It's okay. Mine was Steve in Blue Clues. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was Mark Paul Gossler, and I literally tell my boyfriend, I'm like, I feel like I'm dating the real Mark Paul Gossler. He's like, did you just call me Zach? From Saved by the Bell, I'm like, shh. It's sexier if you don't say your oh own name. <laughs> now, if they don't have, if they don't have Mr. Belding in this series, then don't even bother. Well, I mean, he at least it's got to be like the school like superintendent or something. Yes. I mean, why couldn't Mr. Belding still be the same? The principal. You want him principal, to be the janitor? He doesn't no, have to be, be the principal or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah he could be yeah. the principal. He can't be the janitor, know. though. Can this show possibly be good? I mean, I can't imagine. No, it definitely can't be. Or it's gonna be Get like it the, out of your head. It's going to be like, um, you know, the new 920 was. Bad. I like, I like, wait, which one? CW or the the one on Fox? The, new the one. one on Fox. I like the new one on Fox. I mean, it was it was corny, but like. Oh, I enjoyed it. I mean, Beverly, I mean, oh. Say by the Bell was a different type of humor. It was like a, you know, is humor that worked in the early 90s? Can it work right. today? I, I don't know. I don't think so. But anyways, <laughs> no one's getting the fucking Peacock app to watch this. The Peacock Squeebie. app or streaming service, right? Yeah, no one's going to subscribe to it. No. Wait, what is it called? What is a Peacock, Peacock app? It's NBC. NBC streaming. Queeby. Queeby? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not Queeby. It's, it's NBC. Yeah, no, it's not Queeby. <laughs> is it actually <laughs> called Queeby, though? Yeah, yeah. No, Queeby? that's a different platform. <laughs> Completely different platform. That's, but it's that was called, called Queeby. Fitty sent it. Queeby. Yeah. <laughs> Fair Apparently. Okay. Apparently. Y'all can't say oh. Fitty at all. <laughs> Fitty. 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 That was the first cent. So, so instead of Fitty... Oh, my God. I feel like I'm in the girl band again. And they're like, okay, baby girl, one more time. Say, let's get it, y'all, but not the way you say it. Oh, damn. Oh, shit. <laughs> they tried it a billion times. And oh, I was yeah. like, let's get it, y'all. And they're like, no. <laughs> let's cut that part out. <laughs> Someone just had a flashback. Yeah, I did. Sorry. Anybody, anybody catch Saturday Night Live? Flashback. Saturday? Not yet. Uh, they had Baby Yoda on Saturday Night Live. Aww. Uh, well, it was Kyle Mooney in a you know parody of <laughs> Baby Yoda. So I don't know if you'll think he's as cute as the original Baby Yoda. But is this weekend going to be is Eddie Murphy? Be, 
this is going to be SNL week uh, weekend update. And yes, I believe this Saturday is yeah. the Eddie Murphy episode. The, uh, ep- episode with Eddie Murphy. That's oh, going to be yes. hilarious. He's bringing back all his old characters. Yes, that's going to be awesome, man. Hop on one foot and buck like a dog. <laughs> Coming to America. <laughs> yeah. I love that. He's bringing back Gumby. Oh, it's like, gonna um, be good, man. Mr. Rogers. All right, you, this is the episode. I know you don't watch Saturday Night Live regularly. Yeah, I, gonna, I'll watch. Dude, last watch time I now. watched Saturday Night Live, I was like, "Who are all these people?" <laughs> the queen to be, yes. <laughs> Throw some rose petals. Yeah, on okay. her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Murphy was hilarious in that um, Netflix movie. Yeah. You got damn Dolomite. right. You got That's damn hilarious. right. The barbershop scene. Um, who, knows, who knows about the barbershop scene? I hope they bring some kind of Coming to America skit on. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Joe Lewis was the greatest boxer to ever lived. <laughs> Joe Lewis, greatest fighter to ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit, man. Can't Stand on one foot and buck like a dog. He's a, who's the one who like, who, look like a fucking bulldog? Mike Tyson. I don't <laughs> care if they call him Muhammad Ali. Mama call him Clay, I'm going to call him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. <laughs> 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 that was one of my favorite. Fuck, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Who next? <laughs> one of my favorites, but yeah. But yeah, Eddie Murphy. I don't know. Though, a lot of people said the Scarlett Johansson hosted episode wasn't that great last Saturday. Yeah, it's some moments. She got weird shape. I don't man. see her being very funny. She got weird shape. Yes. She's hot. Like, yeah, but, but I really don't see her yeah. being very yeah. funny she at all. Her, her Which is probably is, why man. she's never been in a comedic role. She got weird shaped head. Have any of us really. seen Scarlett Johansson in a comedic role? Would you kick her out of bed? You kick her out of bed with that shaped head? <laughs> would you? Marzo was like, oh, <laughs> you hear that fucking stumble? damn fool. <laughs> hear that stumble. <laughs> did you hear that? Did you see that face? You were like, would you kick her out of bed? And Marzo just looked at you like, are you a damn fool? <laughs> <laughs> There's a weird ass sneeze I just did right there, right? Oh, man. We love Marjorie Tyrell from Game of Thrones. That's Natalie Dormer. She's executive producing a new series uh, about female aviators in World War II called... Oh, my God. Marjorie Tyrell yeah. was so regular. Well, what the fuck is uh, that? It's called... I'm sorry, but for the All town's right. biggest beauty, they picked... Well, I think she's beautiful. Yeah, for, like, Ellicott City. Oh, <laughs> oh she how a county girl. Damn. She how 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 cow girl. It's like almost my hometown, there, girl. Jeez. I mean, she uh, a how a county bounty. <laughs> I am saying beautiful county girls. Marjorie, Marjorie was supposed mm-hmm. to be known for her beauty. Okay, right, right. Now, if we're gonna put Marjorie in a lineup with, let's say, I don't know, Eva Longoria. Okay, and. Margot uh, Margot Robbie, Oof. okay, mm. and Olivia Wilde, Ooh, mm. my second favorite. And let's say um, <laughs> even it. Rachel McAdams. Are you going I to be like, like you know what? I'm going home with with Marjorie. No, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not picking Marjorie out of that batch, okay? So you're not. She's, she's in Howard County, in, in Howard County, w- w- in they- Howard County, you may pick her over. Let's say Raggedy Ann. Let's say wow. uh, <laughs> strawberry shortcake Susie. Okay. We wow. uh, cabbage okay. patch kit. Sure. Sure. <laughs> She's definitely a beauty among these. Okay. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you a know, lot of us she was supposed to be known guys for her beauty here. across the land. A lot of us Baltimore guys come out here to go, go to the schools. It was at the line and Wild Lake and I forgot the other one. Oakland Mills. Oakland Mills. Mm-hmm. Which one had the baddest girls? Oh, oh. my God. Definitely Wild Lake. 
Well, and that's I mean, where you went, of course. Um, well, I only also say that because we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's biased. It's biased. It's Probably biased. Wild Lake and River Hill. Yeah. River Hill had some bad chili. bitches. Yeah, that's like yeah, asking. River, River Hill had bad bitches. That's like Shout asking Sabrina what's her favorite man. vampire slayer. Yeah, but I, mean, I didn't on. go back to my reunion. It's not okay. because I love the school. I don't. Right. But that's we did fair. have some bad I re- bitches. I remember, I remember leaving fucking school just got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to check out River Hill and Wild Lake Girls. I Hell know, because really shit was for Hell real over there. <laughs> Reality TV know. News mm-hmm. Voice Season 17 crowned its winner. Jake Hoot uh, uh, grabbed the top prize. I heard he was a hoot and a holler. So, and the first time in Survivor history, <laughs> what a hoot that was! <laughs> the first time in Survivor history, they kicked off a player for misconduct. What? Yes, on Survivor. On Survivor what happened? Yes, that's, what, that's like pretty much what the whole show's about. Inappropriate touching. Supposedly, contestant Kelly Kim complained about it. Oh, uh, damn, Kim. Yep, yep. And Kelly then, Kim, you don't so, like your boobies oogled by <laughs> random strangers. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it when random people just grab you for no right, reason. Right. You're a, so you're, yeah. this is crazy because this guy's a Hollywood talent agent who knows all about the Me Too movement. All about Harvey right? Weinstein. He's an agent, oh, Hollywood agent uh, or manager. He's on this island of Survivor. He's got a great job. He's married with kids. Wait, wait. Did you just say that he was a Hollywood producer? Yeah, Hollywood agent, producer, production company. Okay, so it should surprise us that he got kicked off well, for I, misconduct but, and being grabby? Because I swear <laughs> to God, I still will certify till this day, I would be so much more famous if I had spread my legs earlier oh, in the day. wow. Okay. I'm so serious. Okay. Legit. <laughs> like, like, if we had no even... morals, we'd probably be sitting in our fucking million dollar penthouses yes. in wow. New York. Yes. Oh, preach, preach. Okay. It's true. So, so this is what happened. We're surprised that this Hollywood producer they, they was war- grabby well, and he touchy. Warned, they warned him. And then. And he was like, I'm a Hollywood producer. You ain't telling me no. Well, this is what happened, Sabrina. <laughs> they warned him. And again, that girl, Kelly Kim, got voted out. And then apparently he grabbed the thigh. He's like, it's okay. There's other bitches here. He grabbed the thigh of <laughs> one of the production assistants on the boat. He grabbed her thigh. Hey, yo, Kim. She. Okay. <laughs> so, don't grab your thigh. Is. He's Game like, it's cool. <laughs> that one girl's gone now. You know it was all so, about you in the first yeah. place. Come on, so honey. He grabbed that thigh, right? He grabbed that yeah. thigh. And let me guess, is so, he an old... He's an older guy. An older guy. Yeah, yeah of course, because they're always the creepers. And it, was, yes. it happened off camera, so they just had a title card that said, Popeyes. Dan has been removed from the game for inappropriate conduct with an off uh, off camera player uh, that yeah. actually wouldn't was surprise player, me though, yeah. i have it had an wowzers. encounter with mm-hmm. um older males that mm-hmm. are in positions of power that mm-hmm. love to wave their power around one of them the owner not who you're mm-hmm. thinking but an owner of a very prestigious theme park mm-hmm. um ha- actually approached me and said what, i've Disney? never had nope nope um he said <laughs> I've never had a black girl before, but oh. I would love to. And I'm staying in this hotel, so if you're if you're down later, you can come down to my hotel room, and I'll rock your world. And I was like, "You're like literally 105. Like yeah. I, you say it like I should be so excited that you're like, oh, you can be my first black girl. But really, I threw up in my mouth a little bit, <laughs> like four times since we started this conversation." 
And was it like a, was it like a queen size bed or double? Um, I don't know. Oh, okay. Ew. <laughs> I was like, the only way I'm having sex with you is okay. by gouging my eyeballs out. Wow. And so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> you know, if I'm missing some eyeballs, <laughs> you never can tell who you're crawling into bed with when That's you're true. blind. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, but yeah. So uh, there'll be changes yeah. in future seasons of Survivor because of this. Good. There'll be um, pre-production orientation. There'll oh, really? Be oh, they're going to put them through some kind of test now? There, there'll be a third-party expert that will be on on set, on location. Dude, how much do you want to bet that they end up doing these tests and they pick the most fucked up from all the tests for ratings for the TV show? They might throw one in there. Hell yeah. They're going to pick a few like, yeah. oh, this is going to be a real shit show. <laughs> Motherfuckers are going to be grabbing ass right. and titties all <laughs> over the they, place. Right. What they might do is they might... Like, grab people from How to Catch a Predator and then throw them on the show. Throw them on the show. <laughs> throw them on the show. It'll be like a face-off. It'll be like, oh, the next challenge is how to keep the hands away from your boobies. Go! <laughs> it's going to so, be like a whole thing. So Dan's defense, he said that when he was on the boat, he lost balance. And I lost he balance fell. and her breasts were he just there. He fell into the girl's thigh, the production person. Uh, and he shouldn't. He was very angry about getting kicked off the show because, in what thirty seasons of Survivor, forty how many? Oh seasons, come on! She no didn't one's been just off kick. She didn't just report it because he accidentally fell on her. Exactly. Come on! I guarantee mm. you, there was some other shit that happened, and she was yeah. like, "All right, you know what? I can't take it anymore He's anymore from this once. old ass he, man." He, he was warned once, and but then that girl got kicked off. He got kicked off. So he was like, "It's cool. I can still be a perv and get my <laughs> life on." Like, I got this. So, I mean, he... he Who's rolling this island? <laughs> yeah! It's motherfucking called Survivor, and I'm surviving. But he did publicly apologize. I bet he did, yeah, so he, he could says, save his career. I'm deeply sorry for how my actions affected Kelly during the taping of this season of Survivor. Oh, my God. She's probably so yeah. scarred from me her groping her, but I just want to apologize, and that will hopefully mm -hmm. make it all right. And yeah. fine. I always try to teach others with decency, integrity, and kindness. I can only by showing them what not to do. I just in the pull up an assistant, <laughs> and I just I'm like, this is what you should not do. Right. Notice how I am grabbing her left breast right. on behalf of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get ready. Roll. Yeah. All right, we're gonna wrap up things, uh, but we gotta throw out a couple sad passings really quick, though. Really quick, guys. Um, Brian Tantarina. Uh, actor from Marvelous Mrs. Date, um, Mrs. Maisel had passed away. What? What part did he play? He. Oh, you do watch the show. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he plays. Um, he plays the 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 DJ, I guess. On the um, was the nightclub MC on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, the nightclub MC. Hmm. Um, mm, no idea so who that is. He actually died of an series. overdose, guys. Now this is crazy. Uh, someone that dies from fentanyl. Heroin, diazepam, and cocaine. What age would you expect that person? To um, be? actually, the, this is going to shock. I you can tell you. Age. No, no, no. I can actually tell you because I've done an eighteen-page uh, business plan about shocked. the opioid epidemic. Okay. So I'll, no, I won't be age. shocked. Guess, um, guess mostly fifties and sixties. 
He was 60 years old. Wow, look at that. Damn. Wow. So yeah, I know. I did an 18-page business plan about the opioid epidemic <laughs> and the next project well, the, that I'm working on. The demographic is usually towards the younger. Yeah, no, it's not no. because a lot of people that are older mm-hmm. end up getting on opioids because of health-related issues. Wow. And that's why um, actually three out of four opioid um, users or heroin users, three mm-hmm. out of four heroin users started on prescription pills before. Oh, wow. Three out of four. So imagine you have gotten you a roof falls on you when you're repairing a building. Mm -hmm. You get on um, prescription opioids and then they all of a sudden start cutting you off after you've gotten you've been on them for about a year and a half because of your extensive injuries. And then they're like, you no longer need these. And you're hooked already. I would have been hooked with my back injury and then breaking my foot afterwards if I did not give up the opioids and basically assert myself to only smoking pot for pain related. I'd be hooked. I'd be hooked right now Um, because I had injuries for a year and a half. So there's a reason why this is an epidemic in this country right now. Number one. Number two, um, our our generation's life expectancy has actually gone down because of all the deaths of younger people and also all the babies that have died from opioid related um, issues. So wow, our sad. our generation's life expectancy has actually gone down because of it. It's an epidemic right now. It is an epidemic, and people don't realize that, like, and they want to sneer their faces the, the, uh, at it. But the stars of that reality show, mm-hmm. uh, the, um, the about the opioid ec- mm-hmm. epidemic, the name of it escaped me. Yep, right now. I'm still working <clears> on that, yeah. but I've actually finished my business plan. Chuy Bravo, <laughs> Chelsea Handler's side click on Chelsea lately. Um, I don't know. You remember the little Mexican guy from Chelsea Lately show? Oh, um, I think we one? all know that guy. Yeah. Comedy Central's Chris Cotton. He doesn't wear enough green to be He's a leprechaun. Also passed away just saying at the that. Age of thirty-two. He was just ex- his wife was just expecting a baby. Oh, that sucks. That's really that's sad. awful. Yeah. And James Radio Kennedy, uh, the inspiration for Cuba Gooding Jr.'s film Radio, died at the age of seventy-three. Those are the untimely passings. Um, and Juice World. He just passed. Juice yeah, Juice World just, oh, just passed. Juice World, yeah, we talked about that one. Juice World oh, passed. Juice World. Juice World passed o- um, yeah. He had a seizure, but yep. he had a lot of opioids and Xanax uh, in his system. Uh, yeah. uh, and, of course, you want us to get the birthdays, right? All right, birthdays <laughs> end the show. <laughs> uh, legendary actress Cicely Tyson is 95. Wow. Damn. Um, Keith Richards, The Rolling Stone, 76. Good Lord. Steven Spielberg it, is 73. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Right? Ray Liotta is 65. Brad Pitt, 56. What? Yeah, him. Wow. He's only 56? I thought no. he was older than that. I got to work with Brad. I could still tap a 56-year-old. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> As you know, I work I heard with Brad him Pitt. and Angelina you, broke up. Did you see my... That's, Just science. <laughs> that's, that's old news there, Sabrina. That's did you see I'm my saying. episode uh, with Brad Pitt? Yes. Uh, the Tonight Show skit? No, I didn't okay. see it. I gotta see it. I will definitely check it out. You know I yep. love to support you. You always watch my stuff. I love it. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, 55. Happy birthday, Stone Cold. Damn. Heck yes. I thought he was old. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> DMX <laughs> is 49. DMX. Singers. What you really want? Yeah. Shout out to X. Shout out to X. Shout out to X. Sia is 44. What? Ooh, we love all love Sia. Sia. Yes. Yes. A great singer. Yes. Great Sia's songwriter. The, 
Seasbomb.com. Josh Dallas uh, from Manifest and Once Upon a Time. We just interviewed him at Comic-Con. 41. Katie Holmes is also 41. Happy birthday, mm. Katie. Look at that. Christina Aguilera, 39 today. Wow. Know, right? Get up there. Ashley Benson, a pretty little liar, she's 30. Bridget Mendler is 27. And Billie Eilish is 18 today. Oh. Damn. Happy Damn, she's birthday, young as ball. Right? She just turned 18. She's legal now. Yeah, so yeah she's only like, You're the bad guy at that young? Do you no, even know like, what bad is at that oh, age? No. She's one of the most talented. No. She is young super artist. talented, guys. So, mm-hmm. guys, this is it for 2019. B2B won't be back for a minute. We will this is the last episode, episode of the decade. Last episode of the decade because we're going into a new decade in 2020. Oh, snap. Expect B2B to be the hopefully uh, be returning late <laughs> January. Right, yeah. Late January, February, I'm, I'm yeah. hoping. We'll see what happens. But we're going to take a little bit of hiatus for the, Can't make any promises. For the holidays and the winter break. Uh, hopefully I have Sundance coming up. Hopefully mm-hmm. I have uh, uh, the Screen Actors Guild Awards, a couple events, kind of red carpets. You know how we do. We <sighs> <you> do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yawning. Sasha, you had the Brushwood fam. You went to the Kennedy Center Honors without, Man, without me. Did you meet the Jonas Brothers? Who? Joe Jonas, Nick Jonas. Wait, Kevin Jonas. You met Jonas Brothers? Mm. I know they were one of the celebrity guests that were there. Oh, yeah, we'll get to you. All right, on behalf. (laughs) So, um, a great Christmas show tonight. We're going to end tonight with two songs. One song by Miss Sabrina Taylor Smith. Yes. (laughs) So this is a little sampler of what I've been working on with Rick Peters Mm -hmm. from. Formerly The Perfects. The Perfects. I don't know why. I just blanked out on that for a second, but I did. But Rick Peters from The Perfect and uh, Perfects and I are working on track, so here's a little sampler of what we've been working on. Um, and that's my Christmas special for Aww. you guys. So We're going to listen to that. Followed by Florence and the Machines' version of Last Christmas. I love their version of Last Christmas, Chachi, if you haven't heard it. And if you're a fan it's of Florence not, and the Machine. That's because it's Wham, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we've played that one uh, recently. Yeah, I know, I know. And then following that, for our on-demand listeners. Whoa, hold on. Our final. We're finally finishing up New York Comic Con, Chachi. Can you believe it? I guess I can. Round, round table. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> round table interviews with the cast of Nancy Drew. That includes a Scott Wolf. Oops. Includes Scott Wolf, Kennedy McCann, and Leah Lewis. So those interviews, on-location interviews. So it looks like Sabrina's got something to prepare. So here is Florence and the Machine, Last Christmas, followed by Sabrina's song, and then our final NYCC, New York Comic Con. Guys, we wish all of our listeners a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Wish everybody Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, listeners. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy guys. Happy 2020. We'll see you guys in 2020. see you next year, man. Check me out. DJ Marzo. That's it. DJ Marzo as well. On behalf of Koki, Chachi McFly, Sabrina Taylor-Smith. Sarah Bettman. Yes. up against I'm Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, guys. Here's Florence and the Machines, Last Christmas, followed by Sabrina Taylor-Smith, followed by the Nancy Drew interviews. Guys, we'll be back in 2020. Wish all of you happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Peace. Peace.
Well, no. You've I've been here for a few days. Yeah, I've been just enjoying the town. First uh, Comic Con or first New York Comic Con. <coughs> we did San Diego earlier this year in July, but yeah, first time. Here. First NYCC. We did SDCC. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Nice. Well, can you guys start off by telling us a little bit about your characters? Yeah, sure. I play Ace, and he washes dishes at the diner where Nancy and her friends work. Um, he's also a local. Sort of keeper of the town lore and history and legend, and um, when the group gets into this pickle with a, a mystery at hand, they um, Ace is there to help him. Uh, can you tell us about how you got cast in the project? I haven't told you about Nick yet. Yeah, so oh, okay. Don't you want to hear about Nick? I want to hear about Nick. Yeah. I want to hear about Nick. Tell uh, me too. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're calling him Nick in this first start. So his, his name is Ned Nickerson, but he, he goes by Nick, uh, and he's he's an out of towner. Um, he's coming from out of town, and he's got a wee bit of a history to him, and he's he's in a, a complicated physical and emotional relationship with Nancy. Short and sweet, because this gentleman wants to move on. They want to know about it. Fine. Thank you for calling, gentlemen. Just my mess up here. But I was curious about how you got cast. How was the casting process? The audition process? I think it was just a regular kind of uh, auditioning and testing, and you know they like you, and everything goes well. And I got the email with Nancy Drew. I grew up reading Nancy Drew books, so that was a nice kind of nostalgic kind of uh, blast from the past that came through, and I was very excited about it, and it went well. And testing and then you know you get the job and you meet these guys and it's a fantastic bunch of people and it was it was great yeah and you just the first audition and then they keep whittling it down hopefully you keep getting called back and then all of a sudden you show up in Vancouver and you're on set and how was your reaction uh, when you first read these scripts I mean, as as I said, it was it was very nostalgic for me. It was kind of it was very it was very pleasant getting a Nancy Drew kind of the history that comes with Nancy Drew and the kind of fan base and the excitement that comes with just having a Nancy Drew project. It's kind of all there. But then the script is also fantastic. I think they did a very good job kind of 
um, for want of a better word, humanizing these kind of iconic characters on the page. They, they read like people, they read very much kind of uh, complex emotional people, so it was great to, to read that. The dialogue kind of flowed very nicely and it seemed very an interesting world, kind of meaty world to get into. Did you both read the books? Yeah, as I say, I, I read a couple of books growing up. No. <laughs> I didn't read them. I keep, keep getting that question. Can't lie. No need to. Well, I mean, you said your character kind of helps Nancy a little bit, but also you're helping the police. And I was wondering if you guys could kind of talk about your own character's journey, you know, journeys and mysteries. I mean, Have you seen the pilot? Yeah, I watched yeah. the first two episodes. Oh, wow. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. I know. Because I was wondering, there's more to Ace than. Yeah, you're kind of working with the police. You were kind of yeah, having a backstory on? with Tiffany. Can you kind of give us a little tidbits about your journeys and mysteries? Well, I mean, ambiguously enough, <laughs> he's there to help solve the case. So I guess, yeah, Nancy and her friends, but also maybe the police want to solve the case too. So I'm just I'm helping. He's a helper. Yeah. <laughs> he's very helpful. Uh, yeah, Nick's, Nick's complicated, and I suppose we'll, I, I can't give too much away, but he has he has deeper ties to the horse bay, Horseshoe Bay community than he maybe lets on initially. Uh, and that kind of is is a lot it's heavy for him you know he has a complicated past but also very much affects his presence and his future with nancy and how that affects their relationship is kind of uh interesting shall we say so, yeah. we're on eight we're filming we're filming eight okay. eight is 15 right now yeah okay. yeah so is there something in the, in what you've already shot is there a moment a scene that you can't wait for the fans to see I think I think the ghosts. I think we've, we're we're taking a very kind of genuinely supernatural, um, which is slightly different from the books, where the ghost always turns out to be you know some dodgy guy in a mask, um, whereas they're legit in ours. Um, so hopefully, the fans respond very well to that, and that'll be very exciting to see that kind of whole different supernatural side to what we're doing with them. Yeah, and I wasn't sure what the supernatural, the degree to which the supernatural element would be a part of the show when we first started, and I've seen a few, seen a few little things that are genuinely disturbing, and so it's, I'm excited to see what they've put together from the yep. shot. It seems really cool. It's definitely a little creepy. It gets creepier and yeah, creepier yeah, and creepier. Yeah, I watched it uh, like very late at night, but uh, right, we, yeah. are your characters gonna get to spend more time together? I mean, you guys are yeah. in the first two episodes. You're very kind of apart. Yeah. Will you guys get to have more relationship moving forward? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. Get more involvement for sure. Yeah, definitely. The whole gang kind of we all get more entwined in each other's lives by by necessity more than anything else. But yeah. Yeah, we do. There'll be more Nick yeah. and Ace. Coming mean, to screens near you. Stuff. You want less Nick, right? You don't want Nick. No, no. I guess my question is: uh, Are there a lot of mysteries, or is this all, like self-contained episodes, or are we talking about one big mystery that gets solved at the end of the season? Uh, there's uh, there's one big span season-spanning mystery that kind of takes the whole kind of all those episodes to evolve. But there's also within that there's lots of uh, sub mysteries and sub stories. Yeah, little, little checkpoints yeah. you have to keep. No. And more than anything, you find you find out more about these guys, right? You find out more about our past and our history and yeah. what we're all about. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you. Have a good day. Appreciate it. We have Leanne Hansen. Hello. Hi guys. How are you ladies doing? Good. Thank you. How are you? Good. 
Madison. Madison, I'm a sports right now. Oh, gosh, I'm so yes. sorry. No, go ahead. Is my water at all? I'm good, thank you. Oh, thanks. Oh. Um, Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Nice to meet you, too. too. Thanks for being here today. <laughs> so I guess we can kind of start off hearing a little bit about your characters and your versions of the characters in this, in this show. Uh, <laughs> whoever wants to start. <laughs> we'll take turns. Um, Bess Marvin in the books, she was the one that everyone picked fun at. Um, she was overweight um, and they said a lot of snarky comments. So we've removed the bullying, which is nice. Um, she has a lot of skeletons in the closet, um, a lot of stuff that you'll see that will unravel throughout the season, but she is just a really enthusiastic, positive person, <laughs> which is really good to play in a really dark and kind of sad, can be really sad show. Um, but yeah, she's going through so much with her identity, especially, um, and finding out who she is. But and, but she's also in Horseshoe Bay by herself. Um, she's a city girl that's moved, so yeah, she's she's a cool character to play. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah! Um, so I play George Fan, and George is a bit of a tougher character. She's so the opposite of Bess. Yes. Um, chalk and she, cheese. Yes, chalk and cheese. She is the manager at the Claw, so as you guys know, like that requires a lot of responsibility to take on a position like that. And she does not like Nancy Drew. Like they are so different in different like worlds. You know, Nancy appears to have a really good life. George kind of had a tougher time at home, alcoholic mother, taking care of her family all the time. Um, so she kind of has more of a jaded side of, the jaded view of yeah. life, um, given her circumstances. But as they all kind of come together, you start to see George have many more layers than just this tough, snarky, sarcastic person. I mean, with any sarcastic person, I mean, someone who's like really tough, I feel like there's always more than meets the eye, you know? Yeah. I had a question. What would be the major difference between this upcoming series and other iterations of Nancy Drew in the past? I think what makes this iteration of Nancy Drew different is the fact that, um, well, one, the supernatural aspect to it changes the game completely. Um, it's not just mystery-based, it's genuinely terrifying in other ways um, that are a little bit more mystical. And also just diving into the characters. This series really, really gives you a good look at what each five of these characters really are. And they're so layered and they're so deep compared to probably what you've touched on in the books or like other things like that. It's cool to like have a series like this because you really, we have the time to get into those characters. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, it's a modern day Nancy Drew. It's sort of, we've taken elements from the books and past uh, interpretations. But we've just made it more relatable. Um, every, all the characters go through some really hard. <laughs> so hard. I'm like tearing up thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> Nancy goes through so much. We all do. We're all so tired. Yeah. <laughs> the characters are so tired. Horseshoe Bay is a crazy place. Like, there's a lot, and you know we're just a bunch of kids, really. You know, young adults. Yeah. Um, so it's good because I think we can definitely bring what we've gone through in our own personal lives because we've gone past that stage. We are you know, in our mid-twenties. So we can kind of use our own life experiences to mold the characters because there is a lot of real hard loss and love and uh, relationship problems with family members or boyfriends. So yeah, I think the kids or the young adults that watch it will be able to actually 
understand and yeah. yeah relate and maybe connect a bit more than some of the other interpretations that are like perfect everyone is great so yeah <laughs> yeah and there's, is there something what you've shot already that you can't wait for the fans to see something that uh, defines something about your character or it's just an important moment for your character I, yeah, there's actually yeah. There's a lot that's unraveled. Yeah. So we'll touch on the pilot. Something happens to George that you see um, that clearly shows you she's not as tough and not as together as you think she is. It's something that could appear to be very taboo, but really to me, it's an act of insecurity. So mm -hmm. that's really cool. You got you get to see her layers. Yes. Yeah. Same. I think throughout the whole season, what we've shot so far. There's, I feel like every episode is a little bit of a peel. Peel back of the onion, yeah, for sure. And yeah. which is great. But there's, I don't want to say too much, but there's loads. We know too much. <laughs> <laughs> we know too much. <laughs> I, mean, last okay. I mean, can you talk a little bit about your character's own mysteries? I mean, you're with Riley Smith's character, which might have been, I don't know, the state laws wherever you guys are shooting, but uh, <laughs> um, might have been illegal in, in high school. And you are actually living on your own and dealing with your, you know, dealing with your sexuality. And maybe that's why you got left home and got kicked out. I don't know. But can you talk a little bit about your own characters? Um, so with George... The thing with Ryan that is so taboo, because yes, it did begin when she was in high school, um, but like I said, that was kind of toying it, like tying into the question that I just answered for you. It is definitely her reaching out to something that I don't think she really believes is attainable. You know, she's trying to be older, she's trying to be more mature than she actually is. So despite it being ta taboo, I think it's something that she's really going through as a young woman trying to figure out, like, how do I get this attention and fill this void, you know? Yeah. Um, what was the question? I just got so lost in <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Kind of like your own character storyline and mystery about how she's um, in which she claims she's living with a rich aunt. Well, if you've... Can I talk about the pilot? Yeah. yeah. You can talk. I mean, it would air, you know. This is true. Um, she likes to steal. So you can have that one. <laughs> she is a bit of a klepto, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, and she does it well. Like I am good. I look good. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like a magpie. She does like shiny things. We actually mentioned that later on. I do. I really do. She does. Um, so yeah, th there's a lot of stuff that you'll see with that that sense too. She's the hustler. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, sweet. I don't think it did, yeah. Um, so you guys kind of talk about how you guys got involved in this project and what kind of made you want to be part of it. Well, um, I'll go first because I had the great fortune of being approached for a job interview when this had already been greenlit to pilot. It had been like written and authorized to like get shot and they were like, we need somebody to come in and be the showrunner, which is sort of like, you know, the battlefield general when somebody else is saying, take that hill, you know, and, and I'm out there kind of like, okay, we don't have money for that hill, what about slightly lower on the hill? So, <laughs> I, um, I interviewed for the job and instantly I was like, oh my god, Nancy Drew, I love Nancy Drew, I read it when I was a kid and I love this script, they did such a good job. It was 
unexpectedly modern and relatable and kind of relevant, you know? So that's how I got involved, and so Noga has been involved longer. <laughs> but I just have to say, it was the greatest job interview ever. <laughs> Melinda basically came in and did this TED Talk about like <laughs> managing people and believing in your staff, and just like, it was amazing. Anyway, we're very we're very happy. Um, but I I had always wanted to make a Nancy Drew television show, and I couldn't, I grew up reading the books. And I couldn't believe when I found out over a year ago that the rights were available and that we could do it. And so I partnered with Fake Empire, which is Josh and Steph's company, um, and, and we developed the show. We pitched it to the CW and it landed at the perfect network, um, and, and it, that took it from there. <laughs> Like all CW shows, they seem to shoot in Vancouver, British Columbia. Yes. yes. Um, how do you feel about that shooting there, and do you think it's fitting for this? Oh, series? it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's perfect. We love Vancouver. The crew is yeah. great. It's in yeah. the same time zone. It's a short flight from LA. All these things are great. But it also happens to be, you know, set in Maine, and I grew up in Maine, so it's like deeply satisfying to right. have something that yeah. puts Maine in a good light and looks like Maine and small town like Maine and just kind of the nature and the wildness and the fog and the ocean. Creepy, it's just, like the creepy like. Coastal really town good. of it, yeah. yeah. We, it we shoot really in Horseshoe well. Bay, yeah. which is a town outside of Vancouver. But we've actually just named our town, our fictional town in Maine, Horseshoe Bay, because we love Horseshoe Bay so much. But it's based on Southwest Harbor. <laughs> Anybody's curious? Yeah, basically cool. a mix of Southwest Harbor and Bar Harbor, and a little bit of, bit of Northeast Harbor thrown in. Yeah, not Desert Island. In yeah. So, you know, if you go back and read all the original Nancy Drew books, there's always kind of this hint of the supernatural. It's like a voice that Nancy hears in the walls, or it's, you know, a scary face she sees in the window. But it always turns out to just be like a guy with a mask, and it's just never actually a ghost. And so I thought, okay, let's just do ghosts. And what does Nancy Drew meeting ghosts look like? That was my question. We love all yeah. that kind of thing. And I just, I'm so happy that we can connect not just our main ghost, who is the season arc mystery, but also like other ghosts may arise yeah. who have relationships to each other and have like kind of continuing arcs going forward. Yeah, it, it's definitely a world in which the supernatural does exist. And there's always a reason for it tied to the world of the living. There's always a mystery or something that is unresolved that Nancy has to dive into. And I mean, in the first episode, you guys have like the quirk wall of all the old stories, and they're all books, former books of Nancy Drews. Um, will there be other kind of Easter eggs or storylines pulled from the book moving forward? There will be Easter eggs. Right. Um, you know, we have we have an episode called The Hidden Staircase, yeah. but it's not actually the hidden staircase that we know from the book. Right. There's no, you know, kind of real estate plot to scam two old ladies out of their property by pretending to be a voice in the walls. But yes, we're not actually going to put that on the right. <laughs> But there is a realtor. There is a woman, mm -hmm. or a character named Rose Turnbull. There is a secret passage. There is a hidden staircase. You'll see Nancy go up with her flashlight. I mean, there are like a lot of shout outs, but it's become something completely different with that, you know, bit of DNA in it. I have a question. Um, I asked another actor, but yeah. what would you, you say is the main difference with this series uh, compared to other iterations of Nancy Drew right. seen in TV yeah. and movies? I do think the main difference is the existence of the supernatural. Um, but I think also it's that we are putting a Nancy Drew on screen 
who's really been through some trauma in her life and she has a complicated backstory which actually becomes a bit of her superpower because it's what's happened to her that allows her to be emotionally intelligent and really draw people in and use her wits to get what she needs. Talk a little bit since you, you were a Nancy Drew fan. Yeah. Um, what elements of the books and Nancy Drew and the books were important to have in the series? And are there some things that you that you mm -hmm. like maybe always wanted to see that you were putting in the series? Yeah. I mean, one thing is that it's very diverse. I'm really proud of that. Our cast, our crew, our writers' room, our post-production staff, producer staff very, very diverse group of people, which makes it better, you know, because everybody's got different kind of points of view and different life experiences, and they're just able to speak to like, well, that's not how it's, that's not how it goes for somebody like me, you know, right. and they can really say that with truth. But we also did a lot of research for different character backstories, like Nick, who you saw in the pilot, he's got a conviction for manslaughter. We interviewed um, at length a guy who we then hired as an intern, because we loved him so much, who had been convicted of manslaughter as a teen, as self-defense, and he went through all these things in prison, and, he, and the details and the authenticity, I mean, never in a million years, but I thought that, oh, when you roll up your little sticker, I mean, your tiny letter to pass to somebody else, they don't let you have tape or glue. So they would use the peels off of fruit, like an apple has a little sticker on it, and that's what they use for tape. They just save up those little peels, you know? And, and so he made me one, and it's like a little scroll with a tiny little... So that kind of thing, you know, I think really enriches our world. But I also feel like there are things that we added on an emotional level between the characters. They've all got problems. They've all got like messed up issues in their past, and they've got to work through them together. But that kind of makes them bond because they're broken, which I love. And also Nancy and her dad have a much more fraught, kind of oh fractured gosh. relationship. Yeah. I'm, I really gravitate to it. <laughs> yeah. um, and I mean, the overall mystery right now is both Tiffany and Lucy's murders. Yes. Yeah. Um, will both of those be wrapped up throughout the season, or is Lucy's going to kind of extend further because she's the main ghost? Or? So the, the first season is very much about Tiffany and Lucy and, and why their two murders are important and how they intersect. Um, but as far as that continuing, Probably not, um, because I, we believe that every season should have its own sort of new mystery mm -hmm. that really characterizes that season of TV. Yeah, so we'll have an answer for both of those yeah. mysteries. Yeah, that would be funny if we just never, never solved it. Just keeps going, 100 episodes. We will think Nancy couldn't solve it. We will definitively answer why they yeah. ended up dead, who did it, and what their yes. reasons were. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Catherine. Appreciate it. Thank you. Nice yeah, to meet you. Nice to meet you guys. So I guess we could start off just by, we of course know the characters um, in the grand scheme of things, but can you kind of share more about this iteration of your characters and how they're kind of different? Makes sense to start with Nancy. Yeah, so, so Nancy in our version draws from a lot of the same characteristics that Nancy has always embodied. Um, this incredible justice-driven rebellion, um, this tenacity to do good and right wrongs no matter the cost. She's meticulous and empathetic and, and in the way that she always has been. Um, but we're seeing her now as a person who's real and makes real mistakes her actions have consequences 
um, in in her personal relationships. You know, we're we're used to a Nancy Drew where everything is tied up in a nice, neat little bow at the end, and nobody gets hurt, and everybody's fine, and everybody understands, and it's great. Um, and that's not that's not real life, and it's not real life for Nancy in our version. You know, she's willing to put it all on the line in order to solve the case or, or get justice, and that means losing friendships or letting people down and then having to deal with the emotional toil of that and I think that that's a really welcome refreshing thing to witness that she's this amazing incredibly accomplished person but that doesn't come with a perfect life so um, yeah and I think for Carson uh, obviously there's a, a strong inspiration as with everything within the show taken from the books um, I think Carson in the books was always had this sort of Id idyllic kind of representation where, uh, you know, the, his bond with Nancy was always really important to the to the source material. Um, he's an attorney, so he in his own way is fighting for justice in the world. But again, uh, uh, as Kennedy said, in our current version, it's very more reflective of real life, which is something that I think storytelling has evolved into incorporating in a way that I'm grateful for. The books are amazing. They're, they were written in a certain time where things were, everything was a little more idyllic, and this idea of talking about all of the rough edges of life, all the things that are difficult and challenging, um, wasn't front and center in the storytelling. In our story it is. Right from the beginning, um, we deal with the fact that these are two people who are mourning a, a traumatic loss, my wife, her mother. And, um, and so in the books, the bond between these two characters was always evident. In our telling, we tell the other side of it too, which is life throws very, very difficult things at you. And you become different people to each other sometimes. And so we see two people who have an incredible deep history together who are almost figuring out how to, how to, who they are supposed to be for one another. And for themselves, in many ways. Hi, I was just curious how the casting process went for, for you, uh, Kennedy, and landing the roles Nancy Drew. And Scott, I know you're a veteran. You came in after uh, Freddie Prince and mm -hmm. bailed out of the project, right? Yes. Um, yeah, so for me, I got a text from I was I was very fresh out of school. I graduated drama school in, in May of 2018. So it was my first pilot season. And my goal was to get a call back. That was my what I was hoping to accomplish. Um, and I would have been like, ah, I did great! I nailed it! Um, and I got a text from my agent. Uh, I'm right over there. Um, and she's like, oh my god, they're doing a Nancy Drew script, and we have to get you in for it. And I was playing Dungeons and Dragons with my friends, and I was like, guys, I will be Nancy Drew, I promise you right now. And those people came back for that, I did say that. Um, and because I'm like such a super fan, I was like, I was born for this, so we have to make it happen. But also I was like, ah, no one's gonna cast me in that. Um, and so I went in in New York, um, 
to audition and just kind of cross my fingers and hope that that tape would make its way to LA. Uh, and it did. And they liked it. <laughs> um, and I remember getting the call that, that I was testing for the part that they wanted to fly me out to LA. And I was I was like on my way to my nannying job down in Tribeca. I was like wow. traveling down from, from Harlem and I was like getting on the subway and I was like, crying on the subway listening to Dancing Queen in my headphones <laughs> and I was like, I'm really gonna do it. Um, and so I flew out to LA and, and we did a couple rounds of testing and workshopping and really worked through it and, and uh, it worked out. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, oh, you guys are so um, It was uh, still the craziest moment of, of my life. It's so strange to be back here now. Um, because I haven't been back since <coughs> since we started filming, and to see this city that was my home, and I was just like near my my old apartment last night, and I was like, "Come on, a poster!" Yes. I was like, "When did this happen?" It's, it's been the most surreal experience, especially being here. Great story. Uh, what do you like the most about this show? Uh, I think that we have a real commitment to authenticity in relationships. Which is probably my favorite. I do also like the part where I get to roll around and jump over things and hide and duck behind things and like pick locks and drive around in my the blue roadster. That stuff's pretty cool. <laughs> Working with Scott's the worst part for sure. <laughs> True, truly and honestly, uh, acting with Scott is, is a highlight for me as well. Me too. That's my that's my favorite part of the show is working oh, it's good. working with her. <laughs> it is it's great. I mean it's beyond great. I mean she is you know kind of boring to play when when you see an, an actor and a role meet this way it's so rare because a lot of people fit in things well but then when it's like what just happened like this cosmic connection of like a person who's destined to do this um, so it's been a joy to work with her and the commitment to a writer's commitment to um, having everything make such beautiful sense and run so deep emotionally and psychologically in terms of how all these characters are connected and relate to each other because it'd be very easy just to rely on all the cool stuff that's happening yeah. and they're not they're, they're allowing um, all of these uh, relationships and characters to be explored so beautifully and so deeply that that I think ultimately uh, is what really makes people invested in, yes. in a story is yeah. how much they can care about people yeah. and so this version of Nancy is so human yeah. and real and full um, that it's exciting to be a part of. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, again, you know, there, there's a full commitment to every character within the story to, to tell a full story, and so yeah, we see who he is when Nancy's not around, for better and worse. And um, but again, it, being inspired by this source material, you know, he is very much uh, who he is within the story is always within the context of who he is to Nancy. Thank you guys so Thank much. You. Thank you very, very nice. Have a wonderful Thanks. Day. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.